just something going on I'm not too too big of a fan of with the shoe game nowadays. I mean, especially here lately, within the past month or so. It just seems like they're just, the shoe game is, uh, I guess you could say, jump the shark, as they say. YouTube has officially jumped the shark. You know, Henry, uh, one of the interesting things, you have kind of an interesting footnote in, in TV history, because the phrase, jump the shark, which has come to mean a show that's outlived its usefulness, basically, originated with an episode of Happy Days where Fonzie... Well, uh, we're going very, very inside baseball here. Uh, we're talking about ourselves uh, to, to some degree. Uh, mostly we're talking about Jared, though, because uh, we're doing best Geek Bites intro. Okay, so has finally jumped the fucking shark. Yes, I know it's been jumping the shark for a while, but the shark has finally landed in the water and blown up on some dynamite kicked in the face by Roy Scheider. Question about Star Trek Into Darkness real quick. Yeah, I was watching something earlier where they were talking about how, like, they kind of mentioned that, like, Kirk's vitals weren't looking very good and he was having issues and they never really actually touched base on it. What's the deal with that? I don't know. It is there. I uh, I saw that. And yeah, yeah like they're like, like like Bones is like, you can't do this in your state. And then later they're like, your vitals are off the charts, but they don't like ever explain yeah. why. Was that? I didn't know if that was a nod to the show that I might have missed or from the movies. Well, I think he like was, that they he were has... doing that, but I don't know if that's. It, I mean, it, it seems like it could be a plot point that gets dropped, or it's just you know he's. That this is all at the point where he's he knows he's doing something morally compromised and it's making him sick. Uh, there's lots of ways you Ooh. could read it. Anyway, let's read this episode, Mike. God damn it! Uh, all right. Hey, we only got three left. We're having this is this is life after Shrek. Okay, yeah. we're having some Shrek chat. This is what the show has evolved into. Okay, okay. Eventually, okay, we just cut out the geek fight and do this. That's, you you do realize we are going to have to record a life after Shrek, you and I. <laughs> All right, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna do it. Life, right. you keep talking about life after Shrek. We're, we'll record one. <laughs> <laughs> life after Shrek. Ta- what are you doing, Shrek? You just other shit. <laughs> like, oh hey yeah, oh Shrek was supposed to be originally played by Chris Farley, but then he died. So there's no life after Shrek for him. Anyway, hey. What? Listen, for real. Playtime's ogre. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was gonna say welcome to Geek Fights there, but I know Mike has been playing this whole thing, so welcome to Geek Fights. Wait, we just oh no, Josh. he hated that Shrek joke so much he left the call. <laughs> we lost other Josh. Uh, Josh, I'm calling you JVV the whole episode. Josh, well, that's fine. Be- welcome Josh. to Geek Fights, shit killer. I think we're going to be getting a lot of that in these last few episodes. There's only there's only two more episodes. We well, record as I, on as Saturday and Monday. Brackets today. Yeah, I realized uh, there's only one more bracket left. There is only one more bracket hmm. left. I was so, I, I was so excited because at first Christmas I thought this special. was my last. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I'm back. What happened? Did you die? Uh, no, I'm using this on my iPod Touch for the first time, and I hit the red button. I thought it was mute. No, the red button is not mute. <laughs> the red mute. It's the ultimate mute. It is. What it. is happening? Selective mute. What is all this extra shit you sent me? What extra shit? What are you talking about? There's like all this Did extra we start stuff. The episode in the... or are we starting again? 
All right, let's let's start the episode. <clears throat> All right, welcome to Geek Fights, the Bunzy Scheme of Podcasting. I'm who the fuck am I? Damon Shaw. Ah, and with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we finally fighting about? Well, way, way, way back. I'm guess I'm, it was episode like 30, 31, something like that. Uh, we were going to do best jump the shark moment. We announced it on the show. You can go back, listen to the archives, which you can find at our website at geekbites.net and on iTunes. Uh, you can see us saying we're going to, we're going to do this. We're, this is going to be our next episode. And then all of a sudden a new episode pops up because the episode beat us. We could not get any kind of a consensus. We had a different set of rules about how we built a list. We couldn't get everybody together. There were arguments about what jumping the shark was. It went on endlessly, made lots of people angry, and we just gave up. So now we're coming back to the topic years later as we say goodbye with best jump the shark moment. So who is jumping the shark with us tonight? Well, let's see. In order of the way they're going to be on the show, we've got Shauna Reynolds. Hello. Mr. Joshua Van Valkenburg, a.k.a. JVV. Well, thank you for blasting our ears with that. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have Mr. Josh Perigo. Word. And his son is not wearing hockey pants. Please, please tell me you've now made that picture. I'm not wearing hockey pants. No, we have another one with a Superman costume, too. Okay. okay. Go back and forth. It's so so awesome. Uh, But... Somebody was saying something. I think that was Josh, but we're just going to keep going. We're going to bowl through JVV, going to be crazy, uh, and ask Mike, how do the fights work? Well, we've got uh, 32 jump the shark moments uh, through television, movies, life, really, in some ways. Uh, We put them in these here tournament style brackets, which you can download from geekfights.net. We're going to talk about them, we're going to argue. We're going to be spiteful. We're going to make wonderful, passionate arguments about, well, about what jumps the shark. And uh, then we're going to find out which one wins. Geek logic. Which can be best explained by nope. this. Nope. Wait, what? Nope. What do you mean? Oh, no? yeah, maybe. I've actually found a few old ones. That's what I mean. Why right. not another one? I'll put, an old, I'll put another old one here. Okay. Pre-recorded message. Now. Vagina. <laughs> I think I'm just going to cut the vagina. You, but not geek logic works two ways. By soaking deep into your skin and cleaning your pores and then coating it in an ivory cocoa butter so you can understand the logic of I, the geek. I wish you could just mute people on here instead of hanging up on them. Anyway, let's go right into our first fight. Shauna, this one is yours. You may, oh yeah, you'll know this one. It is when 709 joined Voyager versus Darth was Luke's father. I like how you have to preface that with, oh yeah, she might know this one. No, no, I went, oh yeah, you would know this one. There are some on here I know you don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few. Um, all right, so best the jump, jump the shark moment. When I was looking at the list, I couldn't quite understand why somebody put Darth was Luke's father as the jump the shark moment. I mean, I know they already had mentioned something about episode one, um, which, in my opinion, made a little bit more sense. Um, 
See, I had this strange, I took a strange liking to Seven of Nine. I didn't watch um, it fluently, I would say, like over. But um, I, maybe it's just because uh, I like the actor or anything like that. But I definitely don't think that Darth being Luke's father was a jump the shark moment. Um, not ever in any time that I had watched it from when I first watched it, did I, did I feel that way? Um, so I guess if I'm going to go just because I don't feel strongly that way, I'm going to go ahead and vote for when seven of nine joined Voyager. JVV. Um, I, you know, I thought it kind of was for me as someone who isn't, doesn't like star star of the wars. Um, it was just kind of lame. He's just like, I am your father. And, you know, by the time I had seen it, um, like so many things had parodied the I'm your father thing. That was just like, okay, this blows because, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with it. So but like I said, by the time I had seen it, it was just like, it was this thing that was made fun of and beat to death. So, you know, seeing it secondhand so many times, seeing the originals, just like, okay, whatever. But, uh, you know what they say, they say, why was six afraid of seven? Because seven of nine. So you're voting for the seven of nine? Dot com. That's right. All the right. Cutest in effect. Uh, Marcus Borgnine. Um, I, uh, I, when, uh, when I first saw this list, I didn't, I didn't really think that uh, Darth Vader saying he was Luke's father was, was jumping the shark. Um, but uh, also, I don't think Seven of Nine coming on the show was Voyager jumping the shark. Voyager jumped the shark long, long before that. And this was a kind of a desperate attempt to get away from the shark a little, like an arm sticking out, which uh, actually I think did improve the show uh, in some ways. At least got rid of Kess because I really didn't like her. Um, but when you think about it, Darth Vader saying he's Luke's father really is kind of the jump the shark moment. I mean, for, for me, I, I've said before, I, I really think uh, return of the Jedi is where you get the beginnings of kind of the stuff starting to target kids and the retcons and, and just kind of the weird things like that and rewriting his own history. Um, you know, that, that really starts in return of the Jedi, but, but all of it really kicks in when Vader says he's Luke's father before that, Star Wars was a, a story about a boy uh, seeking revenge uh, against his father's killer. And the original plan was for him to kill Vader because Vader wasn't, uh, it wasn't conceived as his father. I mean, that, that's pretty much pretty well documented through, through the evolution of how the story went. Um, and that's, that's a big sort of twist there. I think even in Lee Brackett's original first draft screenplay, that's not there. That's something they put later. Uh, Luke was going to kill Vader in the second movie and kill the emperor in the third. Um, but they changed it as they started changing a lot of things and added that element, which now it stops being the story of, of Luke getting revenge. It's the story of Luke redeeming his father, which is where you get the beginning of this Anakin Skywalker saga of redemption that starts in episode one. So everything with, with return of the Jedi and the way that the story played out, comes from uh the revelation that luke's his father which clearly is is a retcon from star wars i mean it seems very very much more uh likely that vader was just a, an evil jedi that killed luke's father and he would get revenge and all of that it's a very different kind of story the whole sort of generational thing happens when uh vader is revealed to be the father 
which to me is when it kind of jumps the shark. And that's why I put it on the list. And didn't vote for it. Uh, Mr. Perigo. I'm changing. Oh, okay. So we've got two for Vader was Luke's father. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Perigo. Uh, I, uh, I put two different things on the list because I think <clears throat> both franchises jumped the sharks, uh, jumped the shark at uh, different points. Um, so I'll go ahead and tie it up and go with Voyager 7 of 9. It comes down to me. Uh, it's tied up. You are a son of a bitch, Mike. You sharked me because I was going to go, no, uh, the real jump the shark moment for Star Wars is when Leia is revealed as Luke's twin sister. But you do make a very good point that the Vader the Vader reveal is, I was, I was totally going to vote for the thing I put on the list, but uh, I will vote for Vader being the source of all evil. And Vader is the jump the shark moment of Star Wars. It's moving on. We're moving on to our next fight. JVV, this one is yours. It is the death of Pa Kent on Smallville versus the term jumping the shark, jumping the shark. Um, Smallville, I think, jumped the shark um, many times, but I don't think Pa Kent dying did it for me. Um, but the term jump the shark, jumping the shark, when it jumped the shark, really did jump the shark. So I'm going to have to jump the shark. <laughs> Mike? Yeah, I I am a firm believer in uh in I mean it wasn't just exactly that moment but the death of Pa Kent was was sort of signaling the end that was I think somewhere in season 4. Um and that's like kind of when Lex really turns evil and uh and Lana doesn't die. Uh so you know there's the beginning of a lot of disappointment that that plays out in Smallville. And I watched the show the whole 10 years and I still liked it. But uh but I have to admit that's a whole lot of shark jumping going on. I mean, it's, it's very metatextual. And, uh, we also, uh, really the term just has come to have no meaning other than that show sucks. Uh, vote for Smallville. Uh, Mr. Perigo. I am going to go with jumping. The shark is jumping the shark because we are just looking for something to shit on. And that's the term we use for when something starts to get shitty. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I would uh, agree with you, Mike, but it's not the death of Pa Kent that is when the signaling of uh, Smallville jumps the shark. It's when Lana dies and doesn't stay dead. That, that's actually when it, when it jumps the shark. But, but because both moments happened in the exact same episode, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the death of Podcast on Smallville, which I'm pretty sure is season five. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Shauna. Which one jumps the shark? Well, yeah, and I do think the death of Podcast is season five. Um, I mean, I can't say that I was with Mike and I watched um, Smallville all the way through, um, especially like lately, like um, Sean's been catching it on in the morning. And there's just been so many episodes that I've tuned into, whether I'm in with the continuity or not. Cause there's, mo- there's episodes that I've seen out of order where I just, I really say really like, what, what is this? Um, and okay. So already my votes for the term jump the shark, jump the shark, which, and I'm glad that everybody kind of sees it kind of the way that I, I saw it um, when I put it on there, which was that it's essentially that the term, <sighs> The term started out, you know, uh, innocent enough in the sense that it was, you know, a, a good trigger trigger factor. But 
nowadays when you hear it, it's, it's more of an opinion, um, which I think, I mean, that was what it was always going to evolve into was an opinion of when you feel that either your favorite show or a particular show is, has gone downhill. Cause sometimes I don't think that a lot of people can reach a consensus on that. So my votes for jump the shark and jump the shark, jump the shark. And we're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Skinner. Isn't Skinner when, uh, you know, principal Skinner is found out to be not actually principal Skinner versus play Prince of Persia to unlock bank records on the show life. I don't remember that show life. Uh, yeah, it's the show life. It's called life. I, I don't remember it. I am not familiar with the moment at all in any way, shape, or form. I am voting for it because uh, I don't. I remember Skinner isn't Skinner in The Simpsons. I don't remember why that would be kind of the the moment. I mean, that's one of the 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 beauties of The Simpsons is it's been going on so long, and there's still occasional high points. It all starts to blend together. I, I mean, there's a point where it, it was awesome. And then not quite as awesome. And now I, I still tune in and enjoy it. Uh, so it's this weird swirling kind of, uh, there's no kind of point where you can pinpoint something changing. It just morphed into something else. Um, so yeah, I don't think the Simpsons ever jumped the shark. I think they're kind of in orbit with the shark somehow. So, uh, so that, that, that means they didn't jump the shark. All right. Gonna vote for Play Prince of Persia to unlock bank records on life. Gets a vote. Uh, Mr. Perigo. I completely agree with Mike. Uh, the Simpsons is consistent. Um, you get good stuff along with bad stuff. Um, I will say that uh, I think that that the Skinner isn't Skinner moment pretty much inspired Matt Weiner to go ahead and create the character Don Draper. So uh, it, you know, it's that moment spawn uh, Don Draper, who we all know and love. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for that, but for completely different reasons for jumping the shark. Uh, so you're voting for Skinner isn't Skinner? Yeah, because it, it's Don Draper. Because it's Don Draper. Because it, it or Dick Whitman. Yeah, it, it inspired the show Mad Men. Okay, it inspired the character Don Draper. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the other one, so whatever. I haven't seen the other one either. I'm going to vote for it quickly and fastly. I don't care. Uh, Shauna? Um, when I saw that the, the show Life was on here, I kind of got excited because I, I really got into it. I really liked it uh, when it first came out. I remember watching, like, I remember the pilot episode uh, the most. And I actually, I didn't remember this scene. Um, I didn't remember... Uh, disliking it. I didn't remember, um, you know, I, I, I remembered it part of the whole of, of the episode, but I, I didn't actually remember taking a, a strong dislike to it. Um, and then the Skinner isn't Skinner thing. Um, I mean, the only thing that bugs me a lot of the, that shows will do sometimes is, you know, you'll have somebody that or a character that you've become familiar with, and then they just change it for whatever particular reason, whether they felt like doing it or, or not. Um, I, I don't, necessarily have much of an opinion on that um but i'm going to vote for skinner skinners and skinner because i have a stronger opinion that the prince of Persia thing didn't bug me as much it is all tied up comes down to you jvv which one is moving on um as an awful thing that totally ruined the show for me 
Um, I still like the Simpsons after the Skinner thing and the life thing totally made me want to die. Just the way they framed it and like, this is in the real world. This is a police show. And then that shit happened. I was like, fuck off. This is like 2009. And they're like playing a regular Xbox game to find bank records hidden. And they did like a screen wipe and it's like this Excel spreadsheet. It was just, it was so poorly done. I was like, okay, we get it. This is a show for old people that don't understand computers. And I just, that's it. It sucked a dick. All right. It sucked a dick. (laughs) Uh, We're going to move on to our next fight. Mr. Perigo, this one is yours. It is best Star Trek movie geek fight versus Connor on Angel. Uh, I'm going for going to go ahead and vote for the uh, best Star Trek movie on geek fights just because <clears throat> when I went to listen to it, I was shocked to find out that there were all kinds of different movies and documentaries put on there. And then Star Trek First Contact got voted out in the first round and like Star Trek 2009 won. I believe, and Star Trek. Great movie. Stopped, yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just I don't think it should have won. But anyway, it, that got me mad, and I stopped listening to Geek Fights for like a couple days. So, best uh, Star Trek movie. Best Star Trek movie. Uh, it's the episode I almost quit during the episode. It was really fun to almost quit during the episode, but uh, everybody knows that Angel always sucked. So I think I'm going to go with best Star Trek movie because I did almost quit. The show jumped the shark for me. Uh, Shauna. Um, my thing with the, the, the best Star Trek movie was um, what I've, if there's anything that I've learned with, with listening to geek fights is that um, especially the way sometimes uh, the brackets match up is that um, it's not always a fair fight. And um <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I put Connor and Angel on there simply because, I mean, I watched Buffy, I watched Angel. I know Angel was not that great, but if there is, like, just one of those characters that I just can never forgive, and, and Connor is one of them, I mean, just the whole storyline, the the arc, just, uh, he's got, like, one redeeming moment towards the end of the, the series where he, after, like, he has a new life, and then he beats a demon, and even then, I just... So I'm going to vote for Connor. Connor gets a vote. JVV. Um, I've, uh, I've never, you know, really, um, watched angel too much. Um, you know, I liked Buffy, but just never really got into the whole angel thing. I did kind of like that. It was a little more Scooby-Doo esque, how they were like, here's the plan. Let's go do the thing. But I never, you know, watched it religiously i would say as a jew i've never watched no i've never watched it religiously but um you know but geek fights has always sucked and i'm gonna have to give it my vote uh mr ortiz uh yeah i i feel the same way damon uh, as you do uh that was uh, a rough episode to get through uh, i didn't almost quit uh i was actually fiercely trying to keep the show alive <laughs> by texting people telling them not to do what they were about to do. Uh, so yeah, that was the first time I went, man, this really wasn't, wasn't any fun at all. <laughs> Best Star Trek movie on geek Vice is moving on. It's when we jumped the shark, but we jumped the shark. The first episode we ever did. Uh, oh. next, next fight is the Seinfeld finale. 
when Seinfeld jumped the shark versus episode one explains the force, aka midichlorians. Uh the Seinfeld finale is so weird. Like you, uh, I guess it works because it is a jump the shark moment, but the show ends. So like that's exactly what you want to happen with a jump the shark moment. Yeah, it, like if your show has a jump the shark moment, you want it to end because it, it's not going to be any better after that moment. So by virtue of that, I think Seinfeld finale might be the best jump the shark moment of all time. So I'm going to go with the Seinfeld finale, Shauna. Yeah, you were basically saying some of the stuff that that I was I was thinking. I don't necessarily have a problem per se with the episode one Metaclorians. Um, you know, like reading some of the, having read some of the you know expanded universe stuff with Star Wars, and you know just being excited that you know Star Wars is going to be back you know on the big screen and everything like that. I actually kind of liked it, I guess, per se. It was one of those things where I just thought, oh, cool, new tidbit, you know, to learn, all that sort of stuff. I didn't, I don't, I never quite understood everybody's problems with it. There, there was, you know, a million other things that, that, that you could pick from episode one, Jake Lloyd being one of them. And, and many chlorians just don't, they just don't top the list for me. Seinfeld. Yeah. I, I, I agree hundred percent with you. If you're going to jump the shark, you want it to be your, your last hurrah. And so yeah, Seinfeld finale gets my vote. JVV. Um. So in the Seinfeld finale, they all got sent to like Supermax, right? Uh, like not that Supermax, was Supermax, the but they did go to jail. Yes. I think they should have got executed. Then I would have voted for it. But uh, midichlorians are are dumb, dumb, uh, dumb shit. Because why can't you just get an injection and then get the force? A vote for midichlorians, Mister Ortiz. Where that happens. <laughs> Stop with that. Um, I uh, I actually uh, kind of have to uh, to disagree on on a, a uh, on a point of order here. I think I think a jump the shark moment is an indication. It's either the, a transitional thing or an indicator of a change in the quality of a show from a, being a good show to a bad show. The only way you can have a jump the shark moment is if everything following that continues to decline which you can't do in the final episode so by definition it can't be a jump the shark moment so i have to vote for midichlorians it is all tied up it comes down to you there josh which one is moving on okay yeah i don't think the finale for seinfeld can be considered that moment i think if you're going to look for a moment in seinfeld that was a jump the shark moment i think you look at uh george's fiance susan dying um, and then the whole summer of George thing, then you start to get, you start to get some like weird things. It was still a funny show and it changed. It just kind of changed the direction a little bit, um, from being kind of funny to being kind of absurdly funny. Um, I don't know if it was any better or worse, but it did change, uh, with, with the metachlorines that didn't change. I mean, the prequels were were different than than what I grew up with. Um, so the whole explaining the metachlorines didn't change the quality of what I was watching. I mean, it it it, it didn't change it at all. But in my mind, it kind of just put that in my brain, and I could never erase that from my brain. Every time I watch Star Wars now, I think about you know little 
little amoeba type things in your blood going around that allow you to do stuff, which I was perfectly happy thinking it was magic or religion or, 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 or whatever. And, and it kind of ruined it for me. Um, so I definitely have to go with metachlorines. Metachlorines is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Shauna, this one is yours. It is Pam and Jim's wedding on The Office versus Daniel died and came back on Stargate. Um, okay, so my problem with the, the office is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought that their wedding was towards the, um, it wasn't like the last, it wasn't the very last season. I can't seem to get it right, but. Oh no, so, they got married like in the middle. Like They got married five. in the middle? Yeah, yeah. What, they have like two kids at the end. end I'm confusing it with another wedding. Isn't there, wasn't there one? Um, oh yeah. Okay. Never mind. It's Dwight. Okay, never mind. Restart. Um, I thought that um, that Michael leaving was a worse jump the shark moment. Um, I mean, I guess like if you want to go with the theme of you know you have the budding relationships uh, on the television shows or anything or in, in a series or something like that. It's like yeah, usually when the characters get together, it just it goes all downhill from there. Um, you know, you've lost the sexual tension, you know, all the, once they're a couple, it's, you know, it, it loses some of the magics, but with the two of them, I guess maybe because it, and maybe that's why I lost some of the magic. Cause as they got together, it was kind of a little bit more, I noticed like real world relationship type things that they, they tended to, um, have happened to them. Um, Daniel dying and coming back in star Stargate, he, the guy that replaced him, I can't remember his name right now. I just, especially when it, when it involves other things like, you know, like contracts and stuff like that, it becomes kind of obvious that the character is not there for real world money reasons. It, it just, it ruins it for me. Um, I really don't know which one to vote for though. I'm just talking at this point, rambling. Um, all right. You know what? Pam and Jim's wedding in the office. JVV. Um, you know, Pam and Jim's wedding was like, they did that thing from that YouTube video and then they, uh, they did a, a wedding on a boat all in all. I give it, uh, you know, that was definitely one of the many moments that I never watched on the office, um, because I didn't like it. So I'll vote for the office. <laughs> Mike. Um, I, I'm not sure when I would consider the office jumping the shark, but I don't think this is it. Yeah. Michael leaving. That's a good one, but it might've started to go bad before that. It might've started when Pam and Jim started hooking up. Very often oh. it's the hookup, the beginning that, that really causes the jump. Uh, and because I don't really know that much about Stargate, but I do know someone dying and coming back is definitely a classic jumping the shark uh, moment. Uh, I will I will go with that. A uh, vote for Daniel Dyan, Mister Pedergo. Uh, so. I've seen Stargate and I've seen a little bit of the show is Daniel, the guy who stayed in the movie, but then when they did the show was played by someone different. Yeah. 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 Uh, I can't really call that jumping the shark because you're really just, I mean, you're a TV show is not going to be anything like the movie. And I, I remember well, this would have been in, 
after the show started. Not yeah, this was movies. Oh, it was after. Yeah, yeah it was a couple seasons in. Uh, well, no, Mike. I mean, Mike's correct in the fact that whenever you kill a character and they come back to life, um, uh, like Optimus Prime, uh, you've really yeah, you're you're grasping at straws. However, the the downturn in the office was Pam and Jim getting together. And like all good shows, you you have, you know, your 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 ups and your down, your bell curve. And, you know, nobody leaves on a high note. But when they did the wedding and and everybody's dancing down the aisle, I remember turning to my wife, my girlfriend at the time, but looking at her and saying, like, this, this is horrible. Like the show has gone from being maybe one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in episode, uh, seasons two and three to just like being completely ridiculous and unreal in like one and a half seasons. Um, and you could say that Michael leaving is a jump the shark moment, but frankly, like continuing without Michael is the jump the shark moment, not, not, you know, him leaving. Um, it's, it's Pam and Jim's wedding. I've never seen a, a, a TV show just melt down in front of my eyes. Like the office did. A vote for Pam and Jim's wedding. And me. Oh. Huh. Yeah, the office jumped the shark when uh Pam and Jim got together as opposed to the original office, which Pam stays with that horrible boyfriend, which I enjoyed greatly. And then they had that special and she was all sad. I like that. Uh Daniel Dying is classic, so I'll go with Daniel Dying. And uh, but Pam and Jim's wedding is moving on. We're on to our next fight. JVV, this one is yours. It is the Fonz jumping the shark, which is actually where the term jumps the shark comes from, versus the story of Jonah and the whale in the Bible. I don't know how that's jumping the shark. Um, you know, being being uh, um, a non-man of God, um, I've never read the Bible tales. I do know that a fellow went into a whale and uh, then had a bit of an adventure living in there. I don't even actually think, I think I read something that they say it's like a Leviathan, like a, like a great sea monster, but it's not really like a, it's not like a fucking Shamu or something like that. So it's a great big critter. Um, so I don't really, I guess what I'm saying is, um, I, you know, I'm taking that as a Fonz to jump the shark moment, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious to hear uh, uh, an argument for how uh, Jonah is jumping the shark. Uh, unfortunately for me, uh, I don't. I, I know many of the stories in the Bible, but I don't necessarily know the order that a lot of this stuff happens. Certainly, you know the you know Genesis and the flood. Some of the good stuff's at the beginning. Jonah's not quite as good as that. But I think there might be some some better stuff coming, so I don't know if that really is a jump the shark moment. Um, so yeah, I don't really know enough about that. But yeah, well, you know, Fonzie jumps a shark. That's that's at least where we got the name of this. Although that makes me want to vote against it. Uh, I actually think Happy Days jumped the shark much earlier than this. Um. But uh, just just for naming, for providing the name, I'll vote for uh, Happy Days Jumps the Shark. Mr. Pedigo. All right, Mike Ortiz, hold on to your hat because I'm going to give you an explanation. 
Uh, as a lad, um, I grew up with a family who went to church every Sunday, um, and I actually went to a private school that was religious, so I got more of the Bible than any person should ever get. Uh, that being said, I was always a very skeptical kid. I like to ask questions. Now, I can understand, like, floods, and I can understand everything that Jesus did, because chances are he was probably a human-alien hybrid, but a man being swallowed by a whale and living in his belly for days. I'm sorry. That just can't happen. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, they need to draw the line in the Bible between trying to make a point and making some stupid, ridiculous story. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned as a kid, like I, you know, I believe something like that would happen. And then I got older and realized that it didn't. So you could look at the Bible and say, there's many points where it jumps the shark, but that's just, I mean, it's in the Bible, and there are a lot of people who are adults who believe it. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. And to me, that's just going way over the top. However, I watched an episode. I actually watched the first episode of Happy Days about a month ago, um, and it was funny. Like, I forgot how good that show was. Um, I don't necessarily know if Fonzie jumping the shark was the, the jump the shark moment for that show when it really started to get bad, but... Um, I mean, that's an absolutely absurd thing to have happened in a show that, you know, really didn't base itself on being absurd at all. Um, so I've got to go with that. Fonzie jumping the shark. Fonzie jumping the shark gets another vote. I will go with the story of Jonah the Whale. I like the fact that it's your jump the shark moment for your whole religious belief. And I'm going to go with that just because I find that to be hilarious. Like That wasn't, no, that was not the entire, no, that wasn't it. but. I know, but it seems like it was the 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 beginning of the end for you and religion. That and is what I'm destroyed a, God, right? Uh, and because I'm a heathen, I, I'm all for that. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> Where's gonna... your Messiah now, Shauna? <laughs> I, yeah, I do have to admit, I was I was hoping that somebody would explain the story of Jonah and the whale, which I. I had to kind of remind myself exactly what it was. And, you know, I do have to, you know, lend a little bit of agreement to the fact that, you know, growing up, having gone to Sunday school myself, you know, that particular story is, is definitely um, one that is um, the least, the least believable. But I mean, if you really think about it, you know, once you, once you're an adult at, at one point, you know, at some point there, there are, like he said, you know, a, a couple of other stories for sure that, that you could handpick um, that uh, had the same quality of um, what the fuck. And so uh, anyway, Fonzie Jumps the Shark is definitely just, you know, it's the classic moment. It's where the term comes from. Um, I don't uh, everybody, you know, you guys are saying that there's other times where you you can remember that it started to go downhill but that's the one that i remember where it's just uh, absolutely ridiculous so so yeah i think that it would be nice to have the classic moment become a champion so the fans jumping the shark is moving on we're on to our next fight mike this one is yours it is the rock being a guest star on voyager versus the unknown picked by uh, picked by the other Josh, Josh Bradley, who was not able to join us. Uh, it is here we are, born to be kings, Highlander 2. 
<laughs> the whole entire concept. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, totally uh, Highlander 2. Because, um, Stop! Again, Voyager jumped the shark uh, way earlier than that. Um, second episode, maybe. Uh, I don't know. That's being cruel. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't identify. That is a that is a good symbol that the shark has been jumped. You know, that's the kind of things you get. Um, but, uh, but I don't think that that was exactly the moment. And yes, Highlander was great. Highlander two was not, uh, three was not four was not. Uh, I know a lot of people like the show, but I couldn't get into it. So, uh, so yeah, there actually can be only one. A vote for Highlander 2. And I and I forgot to mention that The Rock does his signature wrestling move, The Rock Bottom. I forgot that part. Uh, Mr. Perigo. I was just looking that up, so thank you for saving me. Uh, um, I think when you go from one movie being good and then trying to take it to another level, I don't know if that's really jumping the shark or being greedy. I think jumping the shark kind of has to be something that's like, within the flow of a, a movie or a TV show. So at some point where you just say, Oh my God, this just got stupid right now. Um, for me, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's my own personal opinion, but when I, I, I don't even remember the episode that the rock was on. What I remember was the episode before where they had the next time on star Trek Voyager and you saw the rock and you saw him like do the eyebrow thing and he actually does the rock bottom to somebody at that point i just i felt like voyager was like the the dirty whore of star trek i mean at that point they were they were making a a blatant effort to try to get people to watch it wasn't you know an infusion of sexiness or youth i mean it was just a blatant like hey here's an episode maybe we can get a bunch of wrestling fans to watch um and listen i was into wrestling just as much as everyone else but i mean wrestling you know wrestling can't jump the shark because like there is no shark with wrestling it's just crazy but trying to uh, i don't know just trying to cross over really bothered the crap out of me and i think that's i think that was season six of voyager that's really when i started to just not care about voyager and i mean i've watched every star trek series uh, from beginning to end that's been on since I've been around and, and that's the first time I really just didn't give a fuck. A uh, vote for the rock joining Voyager. Oh, well for an episode actually. And, and it, I would vote for it too, but the rock is a very entertaining dude. Uh, yeah, it was stupid that he did rock bottom, but I actually can't fault them for bringing on somebody who is now classified as a fucking movie star. Uh, like this is this is one of those. It'd be one thing like when Enterprise has the big show on and he does his signature move and he does do his signature move in Enterprise. Uh, that's a horrible moment. But the the Rock, I'll give a pass to because of what he's done after the fact. Plus, Highlander Two really does jump the shark for the whole Highlander mythology. So I'm gonna go with Highlander Two, Shauna. Um. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I thought that I had seen somewhere that there were, at least The Rock wasn't the only wrestler that had been on a, a Star Trek series. Um, and I mean, in that episode, he ends up 
ends up fighting seven of nine. And I, and I don't know that much about Highlander too. I, I remember the series very, 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 very vaguely. Um, so, and once again, I think this is just, I don't know. I think this is just like me not having, um, been that uh in tuned with it or anything like that but the rock guest starring on voyager didn't didn't bug me that much either <laughs> although <laughs> it sounds like it might it, it should have and I, I don't know if i necessarily agree that it shouldn't be a jump the shark moment simply because the rock ended up being a movie star later on um because it's more about the um the cinematic value that he provided at that moment in that that episode which I mean, granted, it wasn't that great either. Um, so I'm going to vote for the Rock Guest Stars on Voyager. It didn't bug me, but it, it was it was gimmicky. So there you go. A vote for the Rock. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Van Valkenburg. Which one make, takes the win? You know, I'm going to have to give it to Highlander. Even if you specifically watch, like, the Renegade cut, you know, which is, they kind of cut out some of the silly shit, like being on the other, the alien planet, everything like that. You cut all that out. You have however many years in the future, uh, dude won the prize, so he tries to save the Earth, fucks it up or whatever, now he's an old man. So, whatever, you get rid of all that shit. So then you get all these other, these, like, the aliens show up, basically, but in the Renegade Cup, they're not aliens. So either way, they're aliens or they're not. But they show up, and for whatever reason, since they're, like, Highlanders, too, Fucking, he gets rejuvenated. Are you shitting me? That's like that was it when it went off the rails to shit city. Like right there when just because other guys showed up that there can only be one. Now he gets a fair fucking shot. Even though in the other fucking movie, people still got old. Like fucking Sean Connery was an old dude because he lived for fucking ever. Like that doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't? Oh, and then. And then fucking, he just yells fucking Sean. He's like, Sean Connery. And then Sean Connery comes back from the dead. And then he pays for a suit with the diamond earring that he had from when he was a fucking ghost. All in all, I give it a two out of five stars. A vote for Highlander 2. Highlander the Quickening. Two. The Quickening is moving on. Renegade cut. We're on to our next fight. Mr. Perigo, this one is yours. It is when what Radar leaves MASH versus any dream sequence where it like wipes out other stuff. Like, oh, we didn't like doing this thing, so we're going to put a dream sequence in here to fix it. Yeah, I hate that. Um, however, watching MASH and when Radar leaves, the show wouldn't necessarily have sucked except for the fact that Klinger now becomes... Uh, more of a straight arrow, less of a wild card. Um, and I think that combined with um, Charles Emerson Winchester III, um, I felt like the show had a little bit lighter of a vibe. Um, and, you know, I think all in all that kind of adds to a, the, the jump the shark-ish moment with Radar leaving. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with that because I like Klinger in a dress. Uh, vote for when radar leaves mash. I'm going to go with the dream sequence because it's, it's actually one of the staples of 
just stupid shit in movie and TV shows. It's like, oh, this whole season that uh, we we really really fucked up because uh, according to all the letters that you guys have sent in, we apparently fucked up. Didn't happen. It was a dream sequence. It happened in it happened in Dallas. It happened in Dallas. It happened in step by Fringe. step. What Fringe? Fringe. Well, Fringe it wasn't a dream it? sequence, but Fringe did it. Yeah, it wiped out an entire season. Oh, that's right. They did. Like so, yeah. The dream sequence gets my vote, Shauna. Um, I am gonna have to go with dream sequence too. Um, mostly because I'm fairly certain Mash was like even before I was conceived. So, um, not that that ages any of you at all. Um, but yeah, definitely the dream sequence is something. I mean, even when they just do it. I mean, aside from like Dallas, didn't they do it in? Um, was it Married with Children? Isn't doesn't Peggy spend a, a um? a season pregnant or something like that. That was different, I think. But um, even when they do it, it's just like an episode when they do it, where it's just, uh, it's, it's away from uh, the actual like um, regular uh, canon of the show. And it's just something that obviously the writers wanted to step back, maybe like refresh themselves. I don't know. Like they were just super drunk that day, but it almost always ends Ends, ends badly and it never really um explores what you know it really could explore like i think the only dream dream sequence that i've ever come across that i thought was kind of cool was in buffy where um i think she gets poisoned or something like that at some point and they sent they spend the episode her her going back and forth between um being you know in in her real world where she's the actual vampire slayer and another a sequence where she you know she's actually in initiated into a, an insane asylum because her parents think that, that she's crazy because she's not actually the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think that's the only one that I've ever watched that I've liked. So, dream sequence. JVV. Um, yeah, I mean, I can think of, um, you know, dream sequences that I've liked um, on no hands. And I think, especially when you let's say you have a show going for four or five seasons where you never show dream sequence and out of nowhere you have either a whole episode or a whole bunch of episodes it's all just like it was all a dream that's just like the biggest fuck you moment and you know that just kind of shits all over all over all over the fans all over the lore and all over the american people it's a taxpayer's nightmare and i've had enough of it uh vote for dream sequence uh mike See, the problem with voting for dream sequence is uh, this would be voting for all dream sequences. And uh, one, that doesn't necessarily mean a jump the shark moment. Again, a it's just saying something is a shitty episode is not a jump, jump shark moment. So well, dream sequence is very, very specific, but I, I actually shortened it. I don't remember who put it on the list. Well, but it was like when a show has a, a dream sequence that hadn't had one before or something like that. But I would point out that's how uh, the bar, or that's how new heart ended. And that was brilliant. Uh, and, the, and, it, and it has been done well with Buffy. So you, there are plenty of examples that of a dream sequence like that. Uh, that where it's popped up once because shows are on a long time. They'll tend to try uh, a variety of different uh, TV kind of tropes. It's usually not jumping the shark. It's just kind of mixing it up and sometimes hitting and sometimes missing. So I'm voting against it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, but the dream sequence is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Ko and uh, Koi, sorry, and Vance Duke. 
uh, the new Duke brothers or Duke cousins on the Dukes of Hazard versus Barry Zuckercorn uh, jumping the shark, uh, which is actually literally a jump the shark moment. Not anything bad about Arrested Development. Just literally, he jumps a shark. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, them. Uh, the, the, the Dukes of Hazard classically just recasting people. Uh, we're just going to recast it. We're not even going to change their names in the script. Like They'll change it for air, but it'll be the same stuff. And nobody will notice. It'll be fine. So I'm going to go with uh, Ko, uh, Koi. I don't know why I want to keep calling him Ko. Koi and uh, Vance Duke. Shauna? Um, I think that the, the, the Barry jumping a shark is just, uh, it's very uh, telling of the arrested development sort of humor. And, um, it's, it's one of those things where I, I don't think that I got it, uh, the first time that, um, that I watched it. It, it wasn't until I, I'm pretty sure, um, that my boyfriend was the one that had to actually explain it to me. Um, you know, cause, uh, you know, about the John Hine, the jumping shark, where it actually comes from, all that sort of thing. And, you know, when I watch it now, it just, it, 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 it makes me laugh cause it's so understated and it, and it's literally like, I think like five seconds or something like that. It's just, it's, it's not, it's hard for me to vote for this because it's not a, it's, it's not a turning point in the series. It's not something where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, this is the jump the shark moment where it just, it goes downhill from here. It's literally just a, a jumping the shark. And, and I think that that embodies the best jump the shark moment as best as you can, because it's literally a moment and he literally jumps the shark. All right. Uh, JVV. I think you might, might be. You're an asshole. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a vote for the Duke boys. Oh, Mike. Uh, I will vote for uh, Barry Zuckercorn. Uh, while I don't think that is the metaphoric jump the shark moment, it is a literal jump the shark moment. And on the other side of this bracket, we've got both a literal and metaphorical uh, jumping of the shark moment. And both of them feature Henry Winkler. So I'm going to vote for Arrested Development. Because there is a possibility of a Henry Winkler ver- jumping the shark versus Henry Winkler jumping the shark in the final round. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Josh. Which one takes the win? Uh, yeah, I think you've jumped the shark when you replace characters or you replace actors and pretty much keep the same character or you add uh, characters. But I mean, if there's anybody who could jump the shark, it'd be the Duke boys. So I mean, they jump, those motherfuckers jump like everything with the General Lee. Um, I can see him just hitting a big dirt pile in the middle of nowhere and just jumping over a shark with no, with no problem at all. Those other Duke boys are moving on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Shauna, this one is yours. It is Cousin Oliver joining the Brady Bunch versus the giant uh, Rambaldi device at the end of season one of Alias. Um, well, okay. Uh, this is, this is the one where I, I already know what I'm voting for. I, you know, I know the cousin Oliver thing. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's turned kind of into, um, a, a jump the shark type of, uh, what's it called? I think it's called cousin Oliver syndrome or something like that. And it's, I mean, he was absolutely obnoxious. Um, you know, there wasn't, I, I didn't find, 
very much humor in it actually, maybe because I had gotten a little bit older and, and all that sort of stuff. But I, when I saw the best of the jump the shark moment um, on this one, the first and like only thing that came to my mind was the Rambaldi device and alias. And, you know, when I went back and I was looking over it because there was, there was a point in time where I was watching a whole bunch of shows and um, this, this show I was just like desperately into. I loved it. I don't ask why, but I, I just, I liked it a lot and it really like, I absolutely was crushed for whatever reason come the end of season one, one of this television show when there was some CGI thing sitting there and it was, you know, I guess I should have been aware of it going into it because they had mentioned Rambaldi multiple times through it. You know, I like a little bit of the whole archeological or whatever intrigue and all that sort of stuff. And I, this is, I think the, the series that steered me away from lost because, and I'm gl so glad because, you know, I can only imagine how these people felt after what J.J. Abrams did to them in Lost. Because I, I slowly tapered off after this. And I, as I was looking at it, I don't even remember finishing the series. Because I was just so, even by season four, with the giant device over the, like, Russian whatever city. I was just, I, you know, the 28 days later thing, I, he lost me. And I, I'm going to vote for that one. Because that's the one that I remember from the last few years of just absolutely, like, tearing my heart out jvv you know this is uh this is definitely one of those ones um it's uh for me um you know it's just it's it's so uh it's it's so many different out there out there things you know um but you know cousin oliver reminds me of of myself and that's what i'm gonna have to vote for you certainly are the cousin Oliver of this show, Mike. <laughs> uh, I am going to vote for cousin Oliver. Uh, it, the the addition of the kid or the new kid is a is a classic uh, jumping the shark uh, idea. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's specifically called cousin Oliver syndrome. Uh, that would make sense, but uh, and, and it's it kind of gets the name because it was certainly. Uh, it may not be the earliest, it's the earliest I remember. I'm not a, I don't know, uh, TV history that well, but certainly it, it's the sort of the one that became the definitive one early on. So it's iconic ding. Uh, and I never watched alias, so I wouldn't know where any shark jumping occurred. Uh, vote for cousin Oliver, Mr. Perigo. Um, this is going to sound really stupid. D did JJ Abrams do alias? Was he, yeah, yeah. Was I think it was like the writer or the producer. I can't remember. It was one of the first things I think I remember seeing him do. This is what I'm going to say. I don't think any J.J. Abrams like show or movie can jump the shark because they all jump the shark at some point with J.J. Um, at some point, there's just some level of stupidity, even though he, you know, it's good stuff. It, it always winds up being a really stupid point at, at, at some point. Um, the Cousin Oliver thing, like you said, Cousin Oliver syndrome um, is like a thing because of the Brady Bunch. The thing with the Brady Bunch is, and of course it was on before I was born, but I don't know. I can't watch it. Uh, to me, it's just it's it's just a show. It's a show and it's identifiable because of like certain things here or there. But I mean, it really just lives in infamy because of like the theme song and and, you know, because people like my parents age liked it. Um, 
so to me, you know, seeing Cousin Oliver isn't really any different than me watching, like, you know, episode two of season two or whatever. Um, I will say, though, that thinking about Cousin Oliver uh, made me wish I put Raven Simone joining the uh, Cosby show on the list because that is a jump the shark moment um, if there's ever been one. Um, so I am going to go with Cousin Oliver. A vote for Cousin Oliver. Oddly enough, she wasn't cast on the show because they needed a young person on the show. And, and, and I mean, uh, Raven Simone. I was in uh, one of his movies, Ghost Dad or something like that. Uh, she was in that. Uh, she was in the running for that show or that movie. And she was just a little too young for it. And he liked her so much. He put her on the show. So there was no jump the shark motive to we need to get more kids onto that show. Uh, whereas cousin Oliver is uh, the iconic one. Uh, that's what everybody jump goes back to. Oh, sorry. Ding. Uh, Cause you got seven on uh, married with children. I'm trying to remember that. Like there have been so many shows where they just add a kid. I wish there was the add a black guy one. I'm sure that's going to come on Star Trek. Alexander on Star Trek. Yeah. There, there's quite a few jump the shark. He was white though. That kid was actually white. It was a kid from Family Ties. So yeah, it I wasn't know he was the black guy. Yeah, I know it wasn't add the black. It was add a kid moment. <laughs> oh, I wish I was a black guy. <laughs> yeah, they added a black guy in the pilot. Yeah. Oh, and there was a jump the shark moment on uh, what do you call that? The what's the new girl? The new girl. I will I will point it out. Even though nobody that I know watches that show, uh, they had a different black guy at the start of the show. They started the show. In the pilot, it was Damon Wayne's son, Damon Wayne's. Because wasn't he part of um, Happy he was Endings? Part of Happy Endings, yeah. And he yes. thought Happy Endings was going to take off more than um, The New Girl. And The right. New Girl is way better. And they replaced him with a different black guy. But they, they didn't replace him in the first few ads. So you just had a black guy there. I just had to mention that because it was like, wait a minute. That's a totally different black guy. How, are people not noticing that that's a totally different black guy? Holy shit. And I, I thought that was funny. Uh, but I'm voting for Cousin Oliver. And Cousin Oliver had already gone through. It is going through. And we are on to our next fight. JVV, this one is yours. It is the X-File movie, the first one, versus uh, Urkel building a machine to turn him into a buff dude. Um, The X-Files movie was good. Urkel building a machine to turn him into a buff dude was not good. That's it. A uh, vote for Erkel. Uh, Mike. Uh, I enjoyed the X-Files movie, but I think that was where the show jumps the shark because that's really where the show needed to end. Uh, after that, uh, some of the, uh, after they've, after they've ridden the alien starship, uh, X-Files exists now in a science fiction universe, not in a mysterious universe. Uh, by that point, everything is possible. We've seen it on the show. Any any notion of skepticism on anyone's part uh, just becomes kind of contrived. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, even though I enjoyed it very much, after that, uh, that is where the show start really kind of declines. It loses its it loses its main story thrust and, and just becomes kind of repetitive. Mister Pedigo. Um, yeah, these both these are both horrible. So I'm going to go. Um, <clears throat> with the theory of uh, which moment made the t- the the show uh, suck more, um, and I think Family Matters was just you know it was just stupid TGIF Full House. Um, what was the one with Patrick Duffy? 
the whatever. Um, whereas the X Files, I mean, I lived the X Files as a kid, and yeah, I mean, the movie was great. Um, I felt like it, you know, it it took a tone of of being able to fit right in uh, with with future seasons of the TV show, and, and you know, like you said, Mulder, uh, or I've said this before, Mulder winds up in Antarctica days after being shot in the head. Um, and somehow finds Scully buried underground in an alien ship and is able to free her before the ship takes off. Um, and although she's naked and wet, somehow she survives the freezing cold temperatures of Antarctica. Um, and they both live now in a world where aliens are proven to exist for the, at least the, uh, the viewers. So that is a jump the shark moment. Um, if I've ever seen one. And the show you were thinking of was Step by Step, by step. Day, by day by Day. <laughs> okay, sorry. I don't know why I know that, but I know that one. I'm like Brian Townsend when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, Family Matters was always bad. Uh, it jumped the shark when Urkel became a full cast member uh, because the show was not about Urkel. The show was actually about that family. And it was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers, which also was not a good show. And of Die Hard. It was not a spinoff of Die Hard. It's the same dad. He's not the same dad. Or or Ghostbusters, because he was the same dad in that, too. But, I, uh, yeah. yeah. It was stopped so I can hear myself. Uh, the X-Files movie is the exact point, because I, 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 all that stuff that happens, fine. Uh, it's, it's when Scully, after the, after the movie, goes, I don't know, Mulder. I don't know if they, like, Scully, you were in an alien spaceship. You were in Antarctica. You know this. Like, I had no problem with anybody else being skeptical, but Scully, after that, still being skeptical was bullshit. Uh, so, yeah, the X-Files movie is the jump the shark moment of the X-Files for me. Shauna? Um, yeah, I mean, I do. I, I agree. I did enjoy the X-Files movie. Um, I mean, it's it, it does play into the whole uh, the idea of, you know, the X-Files. It, it you know, you get paid off with the whole government conspiracy alien thing. And it's, and it's, you know, it's never, it's never the same after that. You know, it's, it's the, the part of it where it's, you know, you're like, maybe, maybe not, you know, it's the whole conspiracy theory thing. And, you know, yeah, after the movie, it, it just kind of changed the way that I watched the show. It kind of changed the way that I saw it because of that, because of the, the, you know, the, pretty much, you know, blatant proof that there were aliens and there was an alien invasion and there's government conspiracy to do whatever. And, you know, I, I don't remember too much. Like I, the, the whole Scully thing at the end, like once you said it, I was like, oh yeah, she did say that. <laughs> at which point it's like, what the fuck? But the, the Urkel thing for me, um, you know, having watched it, it's, it's a bigger jump the shark moment to me mostly, I think, because Yes, the the show was never actually supposed to be about Urkel, but it, it became about him, and it became more about him being, you know, his antics as, you know, a completely, totally uh, abnormal person. I mean, I guess like you know, he's a giant geek, he's a giant nerd, you know, he's he's likable but not lovable, and you know, when he when they start to close out, I think I think they start to close out the series or whatever, where he finally gets to win he wins love mostly in you know from 
building, putting him, turning himself into Stefan or whatever. And I mean, that kind of loses it to me as to what it was about, what, you know, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't send the theme that I always thought I'd been sending, which was be yourself because you'll always be loved for being yourself. So um, on that sappy note, I'm going to vote for Urkel. I'll vote for Urkel, but the X-Files movie is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the arrival of Dawn on Buffy versus Ted McGinley, the ultimate jump the shark factor. Uh, this uh, this is two kind of heavyweights. Uh, Dawn is certainly a, a cousin Oliver uh, in, in essence. Um, done in, in, an, in an unusual mystical way, but also a a uh, massive retcon. Uh, another another uh, classic at Jump the Shark. Um, and I put it on here. It is certainly, I mean, I think it maybe they start to jump the shark a little bit. Maybe they're just swimming with the shark a little bit in season four. Season three was great. Season four, they're out of high school. Uh, the college boyfriend's kind of a dick. Uh, but yeah, there's still hope. And then, you know, we get the introduction of, of the mommy Buffy, uh, and Dawn was really fucking annoying. And, uh, you know, the, the Ted McGinley thing is, is common, but it's not, it's not really absolute. Like the dream sequence, there's examples where it works. I think he improved married with children. I actually liked him more. I liked his rapport with Al, uh, just seemed a little bit more natural and a little bit, uh, more fun. I think the show, uh, certainly it may have jumped the shark when uh, they added the kid. I think it jumped the shark before that. Somehow it, for me, the show jumped the shark. I can't pinpoint when, but it was when Kelly Bundy stopped being hot. All of a sudden, even though Christina Applegate still kind of looked the same, she just wasn't Kelly Bundy. Wasn't really hot anymore. And, uh, and yeah, I didn't care. So that's a vote for, for uh, the uh, the first one. Okay, a vote for Don joining Buffy, uh, Mister Pettergo. Yeah, I don't get the Ted McGinley thing just because when you take a look at what he's done, I mean, it's not like he's done really great stuff. Um, you know, he's most famous for Married with Children, and like Mike said, I don't think that Married with Children suffered at all. For, uh, from him being on the show. Um, I think it was a great contrast to have him and his wife, um, who is a woman who kind of wears the pants in the family. And, you know, the guy who's kind of like, uh, you know, worried about his wife thinks and in contrast with Al. Um, yeah. I, but Buffy's a good show. Buffy was a good show. Uh, so you have to look at it as, you know, you know, what has ruined a good show. And I don't think Ted McGinley has ruined anything great. He's been in horrible stuff and maybe ruined some stuff that wasn't that great, but um, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Don on Buffy. A vote for Don on Buffy. See, you're only remembering him on Married with Children and he was great on Married with Children, but before Married with Children, he was the sign of the fucking apocalypse. If he goes on your show, your show is going to be canceled soon and the quality of the show is going to go down significantly. Uh, he was on Happy Days, The Love Boat, Dynasty. Like These are all shows we know. Fan was he? Oh, he's just an episode of Fantasy Island. Uh, but he, he was... Stop it, Josh. Major League 3. Major League Three. Well, or put on headphones because 
I'm hearing myself in you. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he jumps in. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he jumps in, and he is the sign of the apocalypse. He's the sign that your show is going to suck. Uh, it just so happened that you know, married with children, he, it didn't. But everything else he did, I did. So I'm going to go with uh, Ted McGinley, the ultimate jump the shark factory. Shauna, Shauna. Yes, 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 David. Yes, thank you. Um, I see the Ted McGinley thing is not necessarily what I had thought it was was a, a reflection of um, what he brought to to the show or the series. It was mostly, you know in my opinion, maybe him brought in towards the, the tail end, brought in towards the the decline, you know, to, um, you know, I mean, maybe they thought that, you know, bringing him in meant that um, it would be better for it. Obviously with Married with Children, yeah, he became, you know, an actually uh, a well-reviewed character. Um, Dawn on Buffy, I, yeah, she was annoying as fuck uh, in the beginning. Um, I mean, I even remember kind of like in season uh, in some of the later seasons, just still kind of not cause not really being okay with her presence too much. Cause yeah, she has to play the, the annoying little kid sister, but I, I don't think it's the jump the shark moment for Buffy. I, I absolutely loved the, the last season. Um, and in my opinion, you know, in order for there to be a jump the shark moment like that, it has to, it doesn't necessarily need to decline and then go back up. It usually just means the decline of the show. Um, but Ted McGinley is more the, I guess the jump the shark factor. I'm going to vote for him, but not because I think that he's, he's the sign of the apocalypse. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's the one that is responsible for it, but he's one of the symptoms of the disease is kind of what I was going for. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. JVV, which one is moving on? Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mr. Perigo, this one is yours. Uh, it is uh, the transition of uh, Boy Meets World from being in just regular school to college, which I had no idea that even happened, versus Lee Green Greenworld uh, Woods, uh, God Bless the USA, which is the, the Jump the Shark moment for the USA. I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Uh, go ahead, <laughs> Mr. Perigo. Before I start, I think, was Ted McGinley, did he guest star on Mad Men this last season? Uh, yeah, he's he on was, there. Yeah, he did. He, I think I saw that. He did. That worries me. But there's only <laughs> one season to go, so um, I guess we'll find out if that theory holds true. <laughs> so, <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, Boy Meets World, um, I don't think the problem with Boy Meets World going to college was that they went to college. That's a natural progression for kids who graduate from high school. It was the fact that when they show up at college, Mr. Feeney's there. He just follows them everywhere they go. Like he's like a really creepy guy, which he kind of is. Um, but to me, <laughs> this is and this is purely me uh i remember being like 10 years old at the time the gulf war was happening and i know lee greenwood's song came out in the mid 80s or whatever but i just remember hearing that constantly and to me that kind of ruined america for me because that kind of became a theme song of a war that was televised that had trading cards and, and dolls and stuff and um 
that's kind of when I kind of had a, a curtain pulled back and revealed the little man pulling the levers. Um, Lee Greenwood is like the patriotic Jimmy Buffett. He's just some old guy that that sings the same old shit over and over again, and other old people, middle class old people, just eat it up like it's fucking a hot fudge sundae. Um, and uh, I literally, I would tell that guy to his face if I saw him that that is like the worst song ever made. Um, and it makes me feel, uh, it makes me feel like James Kirk feels when he realizes that he has to do something immoral like Kill Con. So I'm voting against, uh, I'm voting for Lee Greenwood. Oh, vote. just voting against for Lee Greenwood. Uh, uh, a vote for Lee Greenwood. Yeah, uh, it makes me anti-patriotic when I hear that song. <laughs> so I think it, I think it is the jump shot uh, moment for America, because uh, I am a horrible person. So I'm going to go with uh, Lee Green- Greenwood's "God Bless America," uh, "God Bless the USA." I apologize, uh, Shauna. Um. Yeah, I think the um, the thing. I, I mean, when when you sing the song, I hear it, and I guess that for me, it's. <sighs> I don't exactly, uh, you know, remember the moment of the the USA jumping the shark, but I, I would say for sure, yeah, that there's definitely, um, you know, there's definitely uh, a bit of uh, snickering that goes along with hearing that, which, you know, is one of those things you don't necessarily want to happen um, with your, like, you know, national anthem. But uh, the Boy Meets World uh, transition to college, I think, you know, for me, because I was trying to pinpoint when um the show itself started having less meaning for me um and i would say it's not necessarily because we followed them it makes sense uh from a literary standpoint like a storytelling standpoint because you know you want to keep with some of the the same the same characters because if they didn't have a feeny they were going to have to find someone else similar to feeny um you know to 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 show them the way i think for me it just kind of became where um, it, boy had already met the world kind of thing. Um, I mean, I, I thought about putting down, uh, him and, uh, Corey's or Corey and Tamina's like wedding. Cause I do remember watching the episodes after they moved into like housing on, on campus and all that sort of stuff. And there was just, a, it was just a disconnect for me where I was not invested in the characters as much. And, you know, I just, maybe I had grown up, maybe I had realized that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. It didn't hold the same thing for me anymore. So I'm gonna vote for Boy Meets World. JVV. Um, you know, uh, I think "God Bless the USA" is a great, great song. And if it didn't exist, we wouldn't have the 9/11 footwork video, which is one of the best videos on YouTube. I implore you to look it up. Um, and Boy Meets World. Um. Uh, isn't isn't great and then when uh feeney showed up and uh you know he was like oh, oh, i'm glad to be with you so you know that was kind of spooky so there you have it so which one are you voting for god bless the usa mike um well, I, I would say three things. Uh, thing number one, uh, the USA never jumped a shark. This is America, goddammit. Uh, I would also say number two, USA has jumped a shark, uh, but it jumped a shark long, long before the Lee Greenwood song. 
Uh, some people would go to the civil war. Some go all the way back to, uh, to the, the compromises of the constitutional Congress. Uh, I like to, uh, put it at the election of Ronald Reagan. Uh, so, uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, maybe there's just too many jump the shark moments for this country, which is maybe what makes America great. So, uh, I can't, I can't look at that as a jump the shark moment. And, uh, I don't, I never watched boy meets world, but certainly the transition to college, the, the moving from, from child to adult on a show that is about the children is, is usually one of the worst, worst of the, uh, the jump shark moments, especially if the kid was really banking on being cute. And when he grew up, he was no longer cute. That that's usually a kiss of death. But I will gladly stand up next to you and defend her still stay. Uh, ain't no doubt. I love this land. God bless the USA is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Roseanne wins the lottery. Versus the introduction of Puck to season three of the real world. And uh, I, I think I, I put Roseanne wins the lottery on there. Cause it's one of the ones that everybody points to, but uh, the introdu- introduction of Puck to real world season three. And I think he's real world season four, right? Isn't that LA? That's LA LA season four. I thought he was San Francisco, San Francisco. San Francisco that was right. season three. That was season three, but that is the moment when they start, when you start to notice that they are casting reality TV shows, uh, real world season one, that was as real as it gets. It was just real people. And they actually built it in the editing room. And then season two is about the same thing, but by season three, they are casting personalities. And when they started to do that, they actually cracked the code in the formula of reality television. And, uh, that's the downfall of uh, one of the downfalls of American society. So I'm going to go with the introduction of Puck into season three of the real world. Shauna. Yeah, that was kind of when I saw that one, that was kind of what I thought too. As I was like, you know, to me, it was like the introduction of, you know, the douchebag in the, the asshole, whatever it is, you know, just, you know, who knows if it's for the sake of, cause you know, it's, yeah, they were probably casting personalities, you know, was it one of those things where it was, it probably, well, probably because it was one of the first, so it probably, he wasn't, probably wasn't asked to ham it up, but it definitely for me, you know, is uh, part of the shift of, um, of what reality TV is nowadays, which is something that I just absolutely cannot stand at all. And it was pretty much right around that time that I stopped watching um, all, uh, that stuff. and uh, so. You know, I, I'm torn because I know that the Roseanne wins the lottery one is, is kind of, um, it's a big one. I know that, I mean, the, that particular, cause it was a whole season, I think, um, you know, it was a little bit, I mean, the show had always been, especially for me growing up more on the darker side of the humor thing. Um, so I know that the, the last, the last season there was a, a little bit more so, so, um, so, you know, I don't want to vote against that based on. The fact that I know that it, it it is a good example of what Jump the Shark is, but I think that Puck on season three is definitely a, a larger Jump the Shark moment for real world MTV reality to help television society, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, vote for Puck, 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 JVV. I'm going to have to go with Roseanne wins the lottery. You know why? 
because it was also one of the other things on this list. That show sucked, but Roseanne was jumping. Mike. Uh, yeah, I'll vote for Roseanne. Uh, I I don't know that I would necessarily pinpoint Puck. I actually never really cared for the real world that much. Um, I, I didn't watch Roseanne that much, but certainly in terms of premise, the idea of, of her winning the lottery is uh, is just like a complete 180 from uh, where the show had been and, and what was really kind of its mission statement. I mean, it's almost a betrayal of the idea of, of this being such a strong depiction of uh, of this kind of an American family. So it's it's actually a little bit more uh, tragic that that's how they would choose to go out. And, and doesn't it turn out to be, oh, she was just writing a book or something like that? Isn't there I think it ends in a James Weekend. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it even winds up employing that, which, uh, which you know, has already been mentioned on this list. So uh, I'll I'll vote for Roseanne. I'll vote for Roseanne. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mister Perigo. Which one is moving on? Yeah, I'm voting for Puck. I put it on the list. Um, so I guess I'll save whatever I have to say um, <clears throat> about it uh, in the next round. But I will say that you know, being like a 15 or 16 year old uh, watching seasons one and two of the real world. Um, I thought it was great. Like I actually thought it was groundbreaking at the time. And, and at the time it was um, kind of groundbreaking because I don't think they were doing anything totally stupid at that point, but um, it quickly went downhill. And I think that that pretty much killed reality TV um, in its infinite in, in its infancy. Um, I think that was the purest form that we will ever see. Um, and then from there, it just got worse because people just don't act the same when cameras are on them. So Puck. A vote for Puck. And Puck is moving on. We're at the last fight of the first round. Sean, and this one is yours. It is Uncle Jesse drives his, his motorcycle on the ledge, on, on the roof of a building, like on the roof ledge. Uh, versus the other unknown pick, which is Leonardo DiCaprio joining Growing Pains. You know, I don't know if anybody remembers that. Uh, but, I do. I do. But go ahead, Sean. <laughs> um, okay. First of all, did Uncle Jesse actually drive the motorcycle on the ledge? I thought he chickened out. I think he starts that bad boy up on the ledge. On the ledge? Okay. Well... <laughs> All right, because these are, in my opinion, these are two that that are that are kind of similar. I mean, I know the introduction to of Leonardo DiCaprio to Growing Pains was uh, growing up for whatever reason. It reminded me his relationship with that family kind of reminded me of um, Sean's relationship with Corey's family on Boy Meets World. And I guess for that very reason, I didn't I didn't find it um, too terrible. Uh, it, if anything, um, it livened up the show a little bit for me. Um, you know, the show itself, you know, growing pains was, you know, a little bit more wholesome, um, you know, family, fa- family values and all that sort of stuff. And, and here you go introducing this character that, um, tends to, to throw them up in the air a little bit, kind of shakes things up, doesn't necessarily, um, you know, hold himself to that high of a standard, um, as, you know, like Michael, Michael Sieber and all them, you know, were expected to be, um, the uncle Jesse one, I mean, he'd already done stupid things, I think, or not stupid things, but, you know, just immature things up until that point. And I mean, this was, to me, it was, it was more of a, uh, 
continuation of that, that he, you know, wasn't quite ready to mature and all that, that sort of jazz. Um, but in, in the terms of how it looked, you know, on screen, I have to go with uncle Jesse, um, because it was just poor, poor quality. And I remember watching the episode and it, you know, they had taken it away from the house and it was just kind of out there. It was, it was more out there because a lot of Jesse's previous shit had been like off screen and off camera and, you know, somebody had to bail him out or all that sort of stuff. So there wasn't to me, that was like one of the first ones that I remember seeing like firsthand and, and, and it, and it didn't jive with the rest of the, you know, with the rest of the, the show and it just kind of seemed out of place. So, um, uncle Jesse may or may not have driven his motorcycle on a ledge. Cause I don't think he did it. I think he chickened out. JVV. I'm going to have to go with, uh, uncle Jesse. Um, just because that was some of the dumbest shit in the history of anything. Like for no reason, he just was this like macho asshole, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive on the on the ledge of the building. I'm a hog." And his wife's like, uh, "Dude, you're like a dad and shit. This is a bad idea." He's like, "Yeah, but my friends won't think I'm cool." Like, what the fuck? This is the dumbest shit. This doesn't happen in real life. Uncle Jesse's a bitch, and the show uh, the show isn't great. You know, it's like they say. You know, whatever happened to the milkman, the paperboy, and the evening TV? It's whatever happened to predictability. Yeah, and predictably, you corrected me, bitch. Mike? Uh, Mr. Ortiz? Uh, this is a great example of uh, I'm too fucking old versus I'm too fucking old because I have no idea what either of these are. So I will just go with who would win in a physical fight. And if I think it would be, let's see, John Stamos versus Leonardo DiCaprio, um, I will vote for Phil Hartman dying and leaving news radio. All right. <laughs> that works. Uh, Mr. Perigo. Uh, if Full House had a jump the shark moment, it would be the entire show because it's about a man and his three young daughters and their mother is tragically murdered or, or sorry, killed in a car accident, I guess. And nobody ever fucking talks about her. It's actually the most morbid premise for just about any sitcom ever. Um, that being said, Leonardo DiCaprio kind of took the role um, played by, I can't even think of his name, but the character's name on, um, on, uh, Kurt Cameron. Was, no, no, no. Their next door neighbor, Boner. That's right. A family show that's wholesome had a character whose name was Boner. And I couldn't figure out if people just didn't realize that. They had a character named after like an erection or what the deal was, but Boner left for the military. And then I believe we got Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, so just the fact that you got rid of the Boner and you got Leonardo DiCaprio, I have got to go with uh, Growing Pains. A vote for Growing Pains. Uh, Boner is not the character he was really replacing. He was replacing Kirk Cameron because Kirk Cameron was the puckish guy that did bad things, but then he found Jesus <laughs> and they had to bring in Leonardo DiCaprio 
to uh to actually bring the puckish thing back to the show because he was he was a puckish character replacing uh Kurt Cameron Jesus freak who had had a girlfriend who was hot he dumps her finds the other girl who is also a Jesus freak they get married immediately and then they have kids or they leave or do something it's a weird 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 thing but they had to address it because he was the most popular character on the show uh I kind of want to. I kind of want to vote for what Mike did, but I will just do Uncle Jesse so we can go on break <laughs> and get this goddamn show over with. So Uncle Jesse is moving on, and uh, we'll be back. Maybe. Two, three. <gasps> Hey, it's Larry Nemechek, Dr. Trek from treklandblog.com, and I want you to know about my newest project, Trekland On Speaker. We're finally getting my stacks and stacks of cassette interview tapes digitized and remastered and released as CDs where you can hear extended conversations with Star Trek creators in their own voice. The debut volume one is called Future Voices Past. It's 78 minutes of never-before-heard Trek talk from late great folks like Michael Piller and Bob Justman, and all from my archives. So L cars your way over to LarryNimichek.com and check out the order links, would you? Portions of the proceeds aids the Con of Wrath, our current documentary project. Thanks. This is Holly Hurst, and you're listening to Geek Fights. I need to take some dance lessons. And with that, we are back doing what we do uh, for only two more times. And then we're done with this bullshit. Uh, coming at you with Geek Cred, Jared Forby, trademark Geek Cred. Uh, who are we going to go to first? We're going to go to you, Shauna. What is your Geek Cred? Me again? My Geek Cred? Um, I don't know. If you ask like anybody who knows me, they would say that I have far too much Geek Cred. Um. Star Wars, huge Star Wars fan since I was little. I play far too much Star Wars with you. I said that last time, but it, it really is. It's far too much. I, I'm fairly certain that I like sacrifice most of my social life to sit on Star Wars The Old Republic with you. That's just creepy. But other than that, I don't know. Everything geeky. Um, I would probably join a cult if Joss Whedon started it because pretty much everything he's ever done I've, I've liked a lot. Um, so yeah, I have no idea what else to say. Nothing. Mr. JVV. What is your geek cred? I have all sorts of different geek cred, including, um, many different things in different facets of geekhood. Um, I have many different, um, items which have, um, been geekathon to me um and and as as a as a geek i would like to imagine that um the the uh, the geek is something in the cred that you have all right uh, dot com <laughs> mr farago what is your geek cred uh, my geek credit is I'm watching the 
uh, 9-11 taking over video right now, and it's it's a riot. It's the best uh, video on YouTube, right? It's awesome. I like it. I've muted it, so I can't hear the, the song, but it's pretty good. God bless uh, the U.S. God bless the freedom. The freedom. Uh, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of sad that this is the last geek fights I'll be on because I can't actually get all my geek cred out. Um, so I'll save the best for last. Um, I guess the only geek cred I really need is that, uh, uh, I had a groom's cake at my wedding that was shaped like the enterprise. Um, it was there for everyone to see and I got to take it home and eat it and it was delicious um, you could only eat the saucer section and the engineering section. The drive section was just frosting, but it was something that I'll always remember for looking awesome and tasting good. Um, and I also was an only child, so I didn't have any brothers and sisters. So I watched a lot of TV growing up. So I know a lot of shit about TV in the eighties and the nineties. That's it. I forgot what I was going to say. Completely forgot it. I was going to say something clever and funny, but, uh, your mind with the groom's cake thing. No, no, it had nothing to do with the groom's cake. It was something completely different. I just forgot. You're a flag football state champ. Flag football state champ. Uh, no, 2011, 2011. God bless the, God bless the, the freedom, the freedom, uh, back into the, back into the fights. Uh, JVV, this one is yours. It is Darth Vader being Luke's father versus the term Jump the Shark. Um, you know, I think if you look back on history, um, you'll see that people have been jumping the shark for thousands of years. Um, dating back to before the time of Christ when um, Santa when what? Your microphone cut out completely there. And uh, when Samson revealed that the power was in his hair. Um, and uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Darth was Luke's father. Mike. This is uh, this is actually tough. I, I really like the uh, Darth is Luke's father idea, but I also like I do very much agree that uh, jumping the shark has jumped the shark. Um, you know, I'm a, oh yeah, I the geek logic leads me to vote for Darth Vader because jumping the shark, Darth Vader was a change from something that was really good into something that was certainly not that good. Uh, but jumping the shark uh, was actually just kind of a snarky, pissy thing to begin with, and as has been pointed out. Uh, that happened when Happy Days was at the height of its success, and it continued for many, many years after that being very, very successful. So uh, at least in terms of audiences at the time, it didn't jump the shark. Uh, but uh, Darth Vader, that that was jumping the shark on something that uh, that I actually love uh, much more. And, uh, and I just, I never really thought of it until uh, today. Yashua! Uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father only feels like a jump to shark moment because they hadn't made the prequels yet. If they had made the prequels, it wouldn't have seemed like a jump to shark moment. And then revealing that she's Luke's sister would have felt like a jump to shark moment. Fonzie actually jumping the shark was literally jumping the shark. And at least for this round, 
I still have to pay homage to. It's just the, the term. It's not oh, actually. Oh, just a term. This isn't Fonzie. Fonzie comes later. Oh, it's just a term. That, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that's different. Yeah, I'm still gonna go with the term because to me, yeah, to me that's not jumping the shark in Star Wars. And and now I remember what I was going to to say. Oh, five minutes later, I was going to say you should teach your first son. Your son, his first word should be, "I'm not wearing hockey pants," and then put him in a Batman outfit. And that should be all he says. And then vomit. Yes. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Like a little, like how how big is he? Like two feet? Oh my god, that would be amazing. Bat kid. Two feet? I don't know. No, he's not two feet. Is he? I don't know. I don't. He's know. like 30, 31 inches. It's okay, not two feet. Yeah, right. It's not two feet. No. That's Wait, weird. that's over two feet. That's two and a half yeah, feet. It's almost yeah, two and a half feet. Oh, it is two feet. Yeah, it is. Wait, yeah. no, it's three feet. You're, what? Thirty. Thirty-six Thir- inches is three. No, feet. no, no, no. He's like thirty inches. Okay. Thirty, thirty-one. All right. Uh, he's only one. He's not that tall. I was about to say. That's why I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's a huge bitch. Or baby. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, Darth Vader moment. Because I can. Shauna? Is it all tied up? No. Hmm. Does it matter what I vote for? Because it matters to me. But I just Every want to vote say. matters. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I... See, I don't agree that Darth would lose fire. Luke's father is, is a jump the shark moment either. I don't know which one of you said that. Um, you know, Mike said earlier that, you know, it does kind of change the, the tone of it um, from a story of revenge to a story of redemption, but it, it's it definitely once taken in context of the prequels, um, there, there is not a, a jump the shark moment. I think um, it's, it's Sam Witwer. He's on being human and he's the guy that does Darth Maul's voice in the clone wars. And he told a story where he had a friend who had never seen star Wars ever. And he decided to show him star Wars for the first time. And I think the way that he did it was he showed him like, a new hope and empire strikes back um or no he showed him a new hope and then i think he showed him like episode three and then he showed him um empire strikes back and then um like return of the jedi like he left out like episodes one and two for obvious reasons but it was one of those things where it was like going forward and then backward to to kind of see you know the um uh, the rise of, of anakin skywalker i think especially in that context I, there's not there's not a jump the shark moment that that occurs there. It's 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 more of a linear, um, you know, storyline of uh, that that really backs up the redemption part. You know, jumping the shark is something that the term jump the shark has definitely jumped the shark. Yes, probably jumping the shark has been around since like Shakespeare days. I'm fairly certain if I were well read enough, I could probably pick something from Shakespeare or as we did earlier the Bible. But it's now definitely here in this generation where jumping jumping the shark has, has jumped the shark because it's it's taken on new meaning that that has led to the decline of jumping the shark so but darth vader is no, moving on oh damn it i know i know you yeah. that's why i said your vote doesn't matter <laughs> i know you got me all excited though i was like oh no it doesn't matter uh Darth Vader is being Luke's father is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, it's the life thing. It's the Prince of Persia unlock bank records uh, through uh, on life versus best Star Trek movie on geek fights. Uh, yeah. I, you know, ever since we came up with this idea of what 
uh, of doing best jump, jump the shark moment, even back when it was going to be episode 30 or whatever, we had wondered what would be our jump the shark moment. And we joked that it would be the best jump the shark episode, but uh, much like we're, we're, we kind of parallel star Trek. Our first two seasons were pretty strong. And then in the third season, you know, we got a little experimental. We, we tried some things that didn't always work. Uh, there certainly was a different attitude going on. Uh, and I think all of that begins with, with that, uh, with that moment or moments in, in, uh, the, the best Star Trek movie where, um, it just, it just fell apart. Although everybody seemed to love it. People who listened to it loved it. People who participated in it all of a sudden did not love it so much. Hated it. Uh, Mr. Pedagogue. I'd say that's probably the only episode of Geek Fights where I actually cared about what everyone was talking about that I actually hated. It actually made me mad. Um, I don't know if it was because people were trying to make other people mad or be cynical or whatnot, but yeah, it, I don't know if it's a jump the shark moment, but it, it definitely is the moment where I definitely did not enjoy listening to people talk about Star Trek, which is a first. So I'm going to go with geek fights does best Star Trek movie. Yep. For episode, what is it? One, 150 something. Jesus. No, it no. was 107. Was it 107? Yeah. That Jesus was, that Christ. was the beginning of, of year three. God, I, I really was going to quit in the middle of that episode. My, 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 my finger hovered over the hang up button. Why were you going to quit? I've never listened to it. Uh, I was just getting frustrated. Because having the personalities that we have on and trying to control you people is very difficult. Um, no, I was trying to call those people. <laughs> I mean, it was this I, was I, the first and only time where Mike actually backed me up. Because usually Mike keeps throwing uh, gas on the fire. Well, yeah, like, usually I'm like, this is fun. This time I'm like, oh my god, please can this episode be over? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll still vote for uh, the Prince of Persia thing just because I don't want to talk about. The most dramatic moment in Geek Fights for me. Shauna? I'm going to have to go with the the Geek Fights by Star Trek. I didn't listen to it either. I've listened to enough Geek Fights to know how it is possible for maybe something like that to have happened with the Jump the Shark moment for Geek Fights. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for that one because that one outweighs the other one for me. JVV? Hey. You know what? I'm on Geek Fights, and I gotta, I gotta rep my brand. And uh, best Star Trek movie is moving on. We're on to our next fight, uh, Mr. Pentagon. This one is yours. It is midi Chlorians versus Jim and Pam's wedding on the Office, or Pam and Jim's. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. <clears throat> As much as metachlorine stuck in my head for whenever I watched Star Wars, <clears throat> like I said, it didn't change the quality of Star Wars. It just changed the fact that I was always thinking about that. Anytime I saw anything Star Wars, from the Clone Wars to video games, you know, whatever. Um, the Office, as far as I was concerned, was was the funniest show on TV for its second and third seasons, maybe even uh, even its fourth. Um, and, uh, like I, I said before that Pam and Jim getting together was, was a downfall. It was an a jump the shark moment because the show was funny after that. Um, 
it was just the absurdity of I think it was the office kind of reacting to popular culture with the whole dancing down the aisle. And once you acknowledge that, you kind of break down that third wall and you kind of kind of placating is the right word, but you're kind of placating to an audience that is all about YouTube and what's popular and what's funny. And the second that they did that, the show to me lost creativity. Um, it lost all credibility and I, it might've been funny after that, but I honestly, I could not take pleasure in watching the office after that episode. Pam and Jim's wedding. Uh, yeah, sure. I agree. Shauna. That was fast. Am I ready? Wait. Okay. Um, yeah, same thing. I don't really see Metachlorians. Is that any sense of theme here? Um, but Pam and Jim's wedding, it, and the more that you guys talk about it, the more that I remember, um, the, the leading up to it. Um, I, and I don't know if I actually ever saw the actual wedding episode. Um, but definitely following that, um, the more I think about it, the more, how I said earlier with, uh, some of the issues that they tackle, it, I can definitely see where that strays, um, from what, what the, the show was and the series was, um, before, um, so I'm going to vote for Pam and Jim's wedding. JVV? What was that? You didn't even say anything, JVV. Did you die? Don't go dying on me, bro. Don't go dying on me. Josh! Oh, your microphone died. Awesome. I love this radio. <laughs> He's saying hello in the text. Just just write what you pick real quick. And we'll, no, we can't hear you. Otherwise, we'd be t- stopping talking. Yeah, okay. 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 He's typing. Uh Dukehorn.wma. What the what? <laughs> was, we're not even on the Dukes of Hazard. We're not even on the Dukes of Hazard one. It's Minichlorians and, pa- and Jim and Pam's wedding, and Jim and Pam's wedding already has enough votes to win. <laughs> Fine. Okay. I'll vote for Jim and Pam's wedding just to move on. And yes, it's a clean sweep. Uh, next fight is the Fonzie jumping a shark versus Highlander 2. Here we are, born to be kings with the princes. I just want to be able to sing that song. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of Fonzie jumping the shark. Uh, <laughs> that song want it in what? Want in it? Oh, whatever. Uh, I'm voting for Fonzie jumping the shark. Shauna, fuck you too, Josh. <laughs> it wasn't in it. You uh, fuck you. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna vote for also Fonzie jumps the shark. Honestly, because. epitome of what we're actually talking about it's very funny that it's uh, all this the static is coming in just as you start talking jvv has your microphone fixed itself magically it doesn't doesn't sound like it is it fonzie jumps the shark or highlander just, just unplug and use the built-in mic for a sec yeah you've been using the built-in the quickening gets the vote uh, Mike? Yeah, I will also vote for uh, Highlander. Um, 
again, I don't. I think a Happy Days jumped the shark long before that. Uh, I think that this episode gets a lot more attention because that is just sort of a weird thing. And the guys who kind of came up with this term, uh, we're, we're looking for a sort of a big obvious metaphor, but it's not really that accurate in terms of the point at which a show gets worse. It definitely yes. Fonzie, uh, had become kind of a joke long before that. Yes. That works. You're, you're back. And, uh, and actually Fonzie jumping the shark in general is not, uh, that ridiculous in the context of the episode because he had already set up, been set up as being an evil Knievel kind of uh, long jumper on the on the the motorcycle. So this kind of made sense. They were in California. You transposed to a, a, something you can't do in Milwaukee. The thing that was strange was he did it wearing the leather jacket. All right, it is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mister Perigo. Which one takes the win? Fuck you, Mike. I was going to talk about the leather jacket <clears throat> and how that's actually what makes it absurd. Um, but yeah, I think I think if we're looking at that moment naming the jump the shark moment, it, it would have been just the fucking stupid part of a or moment in a TV show, which you really can't say. So you have to go with jump the shark. Um, I'm not a big Highlander fan, but if you're looking at like you know an, an, an instance where something stupid and absurd happens in a TV show, it would have to be Fonzie jumping a shark, which I believe happened in a lake. While wearing a leather jacket, so that's got to be it. Fonzie jumping the shark is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Sha-da-da-da-da! This one is yours. It is dream sequences versus the Duke Boys. Yeah, I think um, if we're going to get a little bit more technical on on the way that we want to go ahead and 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 contain these, I guess. Uh, Mike had a good point in the sense that even though I voted for the dream sequence last time because it is, you know, the majority of the time where uh, a series it loses um, some of its mojo, um, it's it, it's not, we're not being specific enough on the best the, the jump the shark moment. Um, coin bands, like, yeah, I mean, basically they, <laughs> I, they did some terrible, ter- terrible decision-making in basically just expecting the audience to be okay with um, two entirely different actors written in as, as two different characters it exactly is the same as, as the originals. And um, I, that's just like Fonzie jumps the shark is, is a very classic jump the shark moment. So coin dance. JVV. You have to unmute. You're fucking asshole. That's why his mic is not working right now. <laughs> he keeps destroying it with the Duke Boys <laughs> song. Uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, I uh, I will uh, also vote for the, the Duke Boys. Uh, again, you know, I said my thing about, about the dream sequences last time. Uh, and uh, and yeah, at, uh, plus I just want to hear Josh keep playing that horn. <laughs> it's going to keep surprising me too, which is the funniest part. Uh, Mr. Perigo. Yeah, the Duke boys have already won, so let's get this over with. All right. I, I, Duke boys already won. We're moving on. JVV, this one is yours. It's Co- Cousin Oliver versus the X-Files movie. Unmute. I'm back. 
in black. I hit the sack. No, um, for real, you know, you talk about Cousin Oliver, you talk about the X-Files movie, and you didn't even pick the right one. Talk about Jumping the Shark. How about I Want to Believe, a movie that came 20 years too late, blue chunks, and start exhibit as Agent Mulder's illegitimate love child. But what are you picking in this one? Oliver. Okay. A vote for Cousin Oliver. Mike? Uh, I I don't remember much of the impact beyond uh, Oliver's arrival. Um, and I certainly was not as, as kind of invested in the Brady Bunch as I was in X-Files. Uh, and, you know, when we, when we did our best of the X-Files show uh, a while back, and I went back and I, I rewatched all the episodes that were on there, plus wound up just watching a few other ones that I liked, was really reminded just how, how great that show was and how groundbreaking it was. And all anybody talked about was, well, but then it all went shitty in the end. And, and really, it is that second half. I mean, some people would put it when, when Mulder leaves the show. But I think, uh, you know, really, they, they, it, things got a little shaky when they left Vancouver and uh, all of a sudden became like a hit show. But I think once the movie came out, that was the thing that solidified it. And everything was downhill after that. So even though I enjoy the movie, uh, that for me is, is the point where X-Files kind of goes off a cliff. Joshua. You know, I almost put <clears throat> Mulder leaving the show on the list um, because he technically he was abducted. Right. Um, but I, he didn't leave the show for that long. As I remember, um, what this episode should be called is worst jump the shark moment, because technically the jumping the shark moment is a, is a bad moment for a TV show or a movie or, or whatever. Um, and I'm just going to I guess I'm voting for out of spite here. But as far as I'm concerned, um, the X-Files was a huge part of of my life growing up as a as a teenager and into college. and um, can you hear me? I forgot to put the microphone up. Yeah. Um, okay. That, yeah, that, I mean, it's a jump the shark moment, but it's also a moment where, I mean, it's a jump the shark moment because things happen after it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the X-Files died um, in that movie for me. Um, but it did, it did live on in real life and, and yeah, I watched it, but it, it completely ruined it for me. Um and because of that, I have to I have to consider it one of the worst jump the shark moments of all time, which would be one of the best jump the shark moments of all time in Geek Fights. So the X Files. Yep. Ditto. I'm gonna go with uh, X Files as well. Shauna? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm voting for X Files too. Um the thing with Cousin Oliver is, you know, I was thinking about it after the fact. Um he if I remember correctly, he came in towards the end of the Brady Bunch. And I think I read that he was in the last few episodes. So I kind of, I, I want to group that with the Seinfeld finale, which didn't make it through because there was, there was already a, a noted decline um, and he was kind of an, a last ditch effort and he didn't really, because it was so close towards the end, um, you know, it's kind of like with the Seinfeld thing, you can't give it, give him that much credit for something that may have already been, um, you know, in a state of decline. Um, X-Files, yeah, I mean, it's more, it's a more notable moment um, where there's, um, 
definitely uh, things that are added that you that that take away uh, what what it was that you enjoyed watching about uh, the series so much. So X Files. About for the X Files. X Files is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Mike. This one is yours. It is the Ted McGinley factor versus. God bless the U.S. God bless the U.S. for freedom, for freedom. Hmm. Uh, let's God see. bless. Uh, fuck. Even, even the outro music. I mean, one of them, I guess I would play that love and marriage. The other one, I would play the God bless America song. Uh, I don't like the God bless America song. I don't want to play it as an outro. But I don't have to. I don't believe Ted McGinley brings uh, brings uh, wrongness and destruction, so uh, I'll vote for uh, the Lee Greenwood song. God bless the USA, Mister Perigo. I don't want to punch Ted McGinley in the face repeatedly. I'm voting for Lee Greenwood. Um. I don't know if I ever told the story. I'll tell in the next round. God bless the USA. Shauna? Yeah, I mean, yeah, God bless the USA. It makes, it's funnier. You know, that the USA has a jump the shark moment. So. JVV? Is it a clean sweep? 9-11 taking over. <laughs> God bless the USA is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mr. Perigo, this one is yours. It is Puck joining the real world versus Uncle Jesse riding his hog on a ledge. Uh, okay, so uh, these are both pretty good uh, instances of jumping the shark, but I'm going to go with Puck. Um, for the simple fact, and I had mentioned this before, that it completely ruined um, reality TV. Uh, but it kind of it ruined the real world in the sense that they had a good thing going and then they came up with season three and it was very controversial because they had a gay guy with AIDS and they had a guy who was kind of a dick. And the formula for the real world is great because you had a lot of completely different people, which would lead to having issues anyway. Um, but I sh I believe that they found a guy who was willing to go over the top and they told him go over the top because there's no way that anybody could be a bigger dick than, than puck was on that show. And then they had season four in Miami and Miami took a step back. They didn't really have one of those instigators and it really wasn't as entertaining. And then from then on, it just became a bunch of wannabe models who don't know how to spell their names, who had access to free alcohol and like the fuck. And that's what the real world was. So in my opinion, it, it killed reality TV and it killed the real world, which was a great concept um, and was very entertaining for a while until that point. So it is Puck. A vote for Puck. Uh, my favorite part of uh, season three is not uh, the guy who wrote some of the best Green Lantern stuff I ever read. And he's actually a really good uh, comic book writer. But the black guy from that season, uh, because they very he was never featured in an episode, never. And occasionally they would show him going off to do his own thing. Mohammed. But is that what his name was? I just yeah. remember him as the black guy who completely gets forgotten that there was even a black person on that season. 
Uh, yeah, I'll go with Puck. Why not? Uh, Shauna? Um, uh, on one hand, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm, I, I want to lean towards um, the introduction of Puck for the real world for all of the beforehand stated reasons. Um, Uncle Jesse on the ledge, it, it's something that is definitely a moment um, that encompasses a jump the shark. But I mean, as you were talking about, like on the break, I think that there were already moments I, before that, I think where he had um, done the sky skydiving stunt, like right before his wedding and all that sort of stuff. So that doesn't, that's not an accurate um, like pinpointed moment for me. So I'm going to go with introduction of puck. JVV. I'm going to have to go with Uncle Jesse because he's my life role model. I'll vote for Uncle Jesse and uh, Mr. Ortiz. Uh, I'll go with Puck because Judd Winnick was on that season and he did write some great Green Lanterns and I'd never seen Full House. Uncle Jesse wrote Green Lantern? No, no, no. Judd Winnick. He was uh, one of the cast members of season three of Real World. He wrote uh, what? What Pedro and me? He wrote Pedro and me. Isn't that the name of the book? Yeah, that was the story about uh, Pedro on um, on the real world. Yeah, but anyway. But he also wrote uh, Kyle Rayner turning into Ion, and he wrote uh, a gay thing that made people upset in Green Lantern. He did a lot of good stuff. Uh, on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Thank God. Let's get this shit over with. Uh, it's the Darth Vader reveal as uh, Luke's father versus the best Star Trek movie. It's got to be the Darth Vader reveal. Uh, I know, Shauna, you were talking about the overall history of Star Wars. And in the context of the Star Wars story, you are absolutely true. You're right. But we are talking in our actual context of uh, 1980 when this movie comes out. It's actually the jump to the shark moment for Star Wars in general because everything is downhill from there. When you change the outcome of what it was supposed to be, as opposed to just the guy who was in the armor, because hell, in in the first movie, he was just a dude in a spacesuit. He wasn't even a robotic man. Like there, there, it was a big change. It was a huge change that leads to, uh, are you an angel and fun things like that? So I'm gonna go with uh, Darth Vader being Luke's father. Uh, Shauna, are are you an angel? Yeah, if if there isn't uh, Darth Vader being Luke's father and Luke kills Darth Vader, we don't actually have Anakin Skywalker uh, hitting on uh, Padme in the in Watto's whatever and his his pimp line. Are you an angel? Oh. Uh, as an eight year old or a ten year old getting in that fourteen year old guts, like seriously, it was amazing. <laughs> Hence, why I mentioned why would we pick Metaclorians over Jake Lloyd? Um, <sighs> Yes, uh, I think actually that it would be more poignant if you know the Jump the Shark episode champion was best star, best Star Trek movie geek fights podcast. And I, you know, in the face of everything that you you have said about you know the original trilogy, um, you know it is it is one of those things where it does make sense. There are, uh, you know, a lot of people will feel that uh, Empire Strikes Back was the better of the three and, you know, rolling into Return of the Jedi, which I actually enjoy a lot. Um, you know, I, I like Jabba's Phallus. I like a lot of the scenes there, um, you know, but then you roll into the the Ewoks and, and just Ewoks. And it's, 
it makes sense. But I'm going to vote for best Star Trek movie in Geek Fights podcast as best Joe Bichard moment. JVV. Gotta go with Darth and pray I do not alter my pick further. Mike? Yeah, I. Uh, th- this is tough because uh, I-, I definitely have issues with um, best uh, Star Trek movie. Uh, it's a little, you know, sometimes I don't want to vote for us on, on, on these, even though I put, put us on here, uh, because it's a little self-congratulatory, although here it's actually not, I guess. Um, but the Darth idea is just so compelling. And, and like I said, I'd never thought about it like this until before this fight, but it really, by changing it from the revenge story to the redemption story, you do open up all the stuff that is very, very different. And uh, I think we would have had a very different, very darker uh, Star Wars. And like you were mentioning, you really like Return of the Jedi. I know, I know, Damon, you like Return of the Jedi. I was older, so I didn't. Uh, just like, uh, you know, kids love uh, the, the prequels where the adults don't. I mean, after, after Empire Strikes Back, that's when Star Wars becomes something that resonates better with children than with adults. Uh, which is a very big change and certainly a change that made a lot of money, but uh, a change that has continued to kind of in, in small increments alienate adults over time uh, and, and kind of create the rift in Star Wars fandom. And it all goes back to Luke, I am your father. I think the original, one of the original ideas was he was going to say, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. And then that would make a very different kind of dynamic. Um, so, yeah, even though I never thought of it as a jump the shark moment, I'm still voting for Darth. A vote for Darth Vader, Mr. Perigo. Um, yeah, Mike kept cutting in and out for me, so I hope I don't repeat anything he said. But <clears throat> I'm trying to wrap my brain around the fact that that is a jump the shark moment. And I guess looking back in retrospect, you could say, well, yeah, that's when you know things got bad because Return of the Jedi wasn't nearly as good as the first two movies. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily because of that reason. I think that. I think that, you know, we all dislike that movie for one reason or another. And and for me, it just kind of, I don't know, it was a little stupid um, with Ewoks and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think that I, and, and like we're talking about here, you have to look at it in the context of, well, there's only been two movies as of 1980. Um, and it's hard not to think about anything else, but I, I don't know how changing Star Wars from, I don't even know if it was a revenge story. I think it was about a, a kid, like a young kid who's trying to break free and, and, you know, get away from a place that's boring and kind of have adventures. Um, you know, how that, it turns from that into as much of a redemption story. I don't think that makes it any worse. Um, so looking back on it, I, I can't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that that specific twist in the, in the story makes Return of the Jedi bad. I think Return of the Jedi is just kind of a, you know, a, a ho-hum movie for us. And it gets worse and worse as we get older. Um, however, whenever I listen to best uh, Star Trek movie on Geek Fights, I'm always going to be upset. But Darth, Best of Star Trek. Uh, but be, uh, Best of Star Trek is not moving on. Darth Vader, being Luke's father, is moving on. And remember, the original title for Return of the Jedi was Revenge of the Jedi. Meaning revenge was a part of the story until they changed it because Luke is now his son. Uh, we are on to our next fight. Shauna, this one is yours. 
It is Pam and Jim's wedding versus the Fonz. Jump the shark. See, with this one, because, you know, as everyone has kind of said, like, uh, leading up to this, it's it's not um, entirely clear that, you know, the moment of Jim and Pam's wedding is, you know, the 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 peak of, you know, the office, um, same thing with the fawns, with the fawns, you know, jumping the shark. And it, it's, you know, there have been moments prior to that where the show itself had already been, um, you know, clamoring for attention in one way or another. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where I'm just going to have to vote with the, the it's, it's classic. So, you know, Fon, Fonzie jumping a shark, leather jacket and all in a lake, which I didn't realize that till somebody said, which meant that there was a shark in a lake, um, is, is going to be the, the, the one moment that if there's a raining moment that I, that one should move closer to the finish line than Jim and Pam's wedding. JVV. You are still muted. Fuck. I gotta give it to my man, Arthur Fonzarelli. Hey, Mike, what's your pick? Uh, actually, I think the it wasn't a lake. I do believe it was the ocean. I thought they were visiting California in that particular episode. Um, and you know, it's it's kind of the iconic jump the shark moment, but you know, is that a little too on the nose? Now, do, is this how we want to end the show? Saying the best jump shark moment is when Fonzie jumps a shark. I mean, that's that's a little obvious there. I mean, if we had the Fonzie Barry Zuckercorn thing going on, then that might be a little bit better. But uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I can do that. And and you know what, what Josh said earlier about the uh, the imitating that particular dance. And I had forgotten about that. Uh, that's that's kind of where the show is going to be dated. If if I were to watch that now, I, I completely would have forgotten about that. In a few years, people are not even going to get you know what they did there. So yeah, that was a that was just kind of an example of some of very serious pandering to uh to something that was hot at the moment to get people to watch. So uh, I'll vote for Bam and uh, Jim. Pam and Jim, uh, Joshua. I'm trying to look up to see if it was in a lake. I thought it was in a lake because they live in Wisconsin. So, um, they went on yeah, a vacation I, though. Yeah. It, it, with, uh, yeah, Mike just said it's, it, you know, happy days was a good show. It's iconic. Um, but when I think about the office, I think about, you know, it's a great show because it's actually a copy of another show and it was still funny and it was really, really funny. And, it's horrible because they didn't need to do the whole wedding dance thing to be funny, but they did um, because it was popular at the time. And that is a jump to shark moment when you realize when you, when you don't realize that you've got something that is funny and that people love um, and you decide you're just going to go ahead and insert some pop culture into it uh, because that's funny too. Um, that 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 ruins it ruins it for everyone um i don't know how the actors felt about it but watching it i felt uncomfortable like you know did these guys really want to do this um and it, it dates the show too it, it really does like it's not original so it's definitely pam and jim's wedding and it's only pam and jim's wedding because the office had reached uh you know such great heights 
in seasons two and three and, 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 and it was very good in four. That's why it's such a horrible jump the shark moment. It's all tied up. It comes down to me, and I've only got one word for you, motherfuckers, and that is a. Jesus Christ, your microphone is so loud. <laughs> uh, Fonzie, jumping the shark, is into the final four. On to our next fight. JVV, this one is yours. It is the Duke Boys versus the X Files. Gosh, are you there? <laughs> it just gets louder and louder with each turn. I almost don't want to vote for it because of that. Uh, Mike? Uh, as much as I do love that, uh, I I actually never saw an episode of those other two Dukes because I had given up on Dukes of Hazard by then. Uh, I think the show... Had probably already jumped the shark. Uh, maybe when uh, didn't didn't uh, somebody get a spinoff? I don't know. Yeah, didn't one of the guys get a spinoff? Am I thinking of a different show? Anyway, it was uh, the seventies. Everybody did. I don't. Uh, so yeah, I don't. Uh, I think that the show was already kind of kind of weak and repetitive by then. Uh, and, but the X Files was was kind of the stake to the heart of of what would otherwise go down in history as one of the best uh, genre shows on TV. A vote for the X-Files. Uh, Mr. Perigo. I'm going to vote for the X-Files, but I do have a question. Um, the The new guys, were they technically, were they cousins as well? Yes. Like, like so they weren't brothers they weren't daisy's brothers and they weren't Bo and luke's brothers so they were like where are these kids where are their parents like they've got an uncle around but their parents are like nowhere to be seen they're all in jail for moonshine for shine it's pretty sad that they've only got cousins there's a lot of cousins kissing cousins spent much time down there but everybody did they ever no no they never kissed they implied that though they implied that there was some incest right was it implied or did we imply yeah, it? Was just between Bo and Luke, though. Whatever. It's the X-Files. Let's forget about the Dukes of Hazard. Yep. I will vote for the X-Files as well, so I don't have to hear that horrible horn. Uh, Shauna? Yep. I, uh, X-Files is it. I think it, it pretty much embodies what, um, you know, when you have a series that, that toys with, um, you know, conspiracy, government or otherwise, and it just kind of shows you when it pays when it pays off. It, it's not exactly what you want. The so. X Files movie is moving on. We are on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is God Bless the USA versus Puck. Ooh, hmm. Let's see. Outro music versus. I don't really care that much. Uh, I will vote for Lee. Yeah, fuck it. I'll vote for Puck. A vote for Puck. This is the weirdest thing you've ever sent, by the way, Mike. I'm sorry, Josh. But uh, yes, Josh, you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, what did Mike vote for? I couldn't hear him. He voted for Puck. He voted for Puck. Yeah. Um. As much as I hate the song, God Bless the USA, 
I guess you could think about other jump the shark moments for America. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The real world was, was a part of my younger formidable teenage years. And, uh, I definitely saw through the whole casting casting being the keyword casting puck. Um, so I'm going to vote for puck. Uh, vote for puck. Uh, yeah. You know, cause everybody knows the, uh, the abolishment of slavery is America's real jump the shark moment. Seriously, we had so much money from it, and all we had to do was enslave people. It wasn't that bad for those darkies. I say this where people not knowing that I'm a black person. It's the last, second to last episode, penultimate. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for God Bless the USA because I would gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Uh, so, yeah, God Bless the USA. Shauna? Yeah, I'm definitely on the two of these. I mean, originally I felt like maybe, you know, arguing for Puck with the real world, it has more, um, a, a larger ripple effect, I think, than Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. And I don't know. I don't really foresee Puck going into the finals, so I'll just vote for Puck too. I'll vote for Puck. Um... JVV. The freedom, the freedom, the freedom, the freedom. All right. That would be a, a vote for God bless the USA. The USA uh, is not moving on, though. Puck is into the final four. We've got Darth Vader versus Fonzie jumping a shark and the X Files movie versus Puck. Uh, Mr. Perigo, this one is yours. Vader versus Fonzie. Uh, this is the side of the bracket that I really don't feel strongly about anything. Um, I think voting for Fonzie jumping the shark uh, it's kind of kind of the way you know it's obvious. It's very obvious, um, and I'm trying to see the whole jump the shark thing with with Luke and Vader and the whole "I'm your father." So. Um, I'm going to go ahead and vote for that, and hopefully somebody can open my eyes and make me see that in the finals. A vote for Vader. I will vote for Vader as well, because I want to. Uh, Shauna. And you've been voting for Vader the whole time, I'm pretty sure, except, most of it. Except for 7 and 9. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. All right, I'm going to say this because I know that I've been arguing as to why the Darth Vader thing is jump the shark. And I think for me, maybe the reason that I had trouble wrapping my head around it was because it was it's in the context of the classic trilogy. It, it's hard for me to see um, as as much fault as it is for me to see him in, in the prequels. Um, mostly, I think, just because it's Star Wars and it it's... Uh, untouchable um, to me, but in the context of the three original movies, you know, I, I know that I said that I like return of the Jedi the best, which I, I, I do. And which is a weird thing to say, because there, there is a lot of stuff in there that um, definitely were intro that were introduced. That was not as um, that is not as iconic uh, from a new hope or empire strikes back. And if, I look at it that way and I really do consider 
um, the, the way that the story arc changes from that point. Um, and then, you know, just some of the additions that come in from uh, Return of the Jedi, um, then I, I, I can see it. I can see that it, there is, you know, there, that is kind of a jump the shark moment for Star Wars. Um, it, I still don't necessarily want to agree that it means that there was any sort of decline in like quality per se. Um, just, you know, maybe it, it, it changed the direction of the change the direction of it uh, for, for, from movie to movie. So I, I will fuck me vote for Darth Vader. JVV. You know, um, both of these are, are fantastic. Um, where, where are the votes at? What are we looking at here? Vader is already won unless you change people's minds. Um, I only got one thing to say. Yeah, your microphone is not good, so we can't hear it at all. It's just distortion. And bass. Bass and distortion. That's that's all we're hearing. It was it was um it was God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless. Yeah, but that's a wrong fight. Um okay, a vote for nothing? A vote for freedom. Okay, a vote for freedom. Uh, Mike? Uh, what was the one other than Darth Vader? Uh, Fonzie jumping the shark. Okay, uh, and that's not going to win no matter what, unless I have something really good to say. Right. So I'll vote for it. Okay. I like how you... Uh, okay. Uh, next fight. The X-Files movie versus Puck. Um, yeah, it's, it's the X-Files movie. Because the X Files show was a great show, and and actually even started to suffer before the movie came out, uh, because of the movie. Like the season, what is it? Season six? Is that when the movie comes out, or is it season five? I thought it was it was after five ended. It was after five ended, but they were doing they were in production of it during season five, and there are episodes in season five that end up suffering for the movie. I'm not saying that it, season five is bad. It's not. It's just I think that might be the the as long as anybody can take a show that's weird or science fictiony, it's five seasons, and after that, it gets weirder, unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the X Files movie because I like the X Files. Shauna, uh, yeah, I think if if you put both of the the moments in context with the um, the actual, like, uh, I guess, like the mythology of of what um, X Files was versus what Star Wars was, um, I. I definitely think that the, you're skipping puck. <laughs> oh, wait, what am I doing? Am I literally not? You're oh my not, God. You just skipped I'm already puck. in my head. I've already typed in Darth Vader versus X-Files. Can you see that? Okay. Um, X-Files and I'll get to the rest of it later. There we go. Uh, JVV. I just want y'all to remember that Chris Carter did 9-11. Okay. Uh, Chris Carter did 9-11. On that show, spinoff of the X-Files? It's called like, Millennium? No, the other one, Lone Gunman. Lone like Gunman, they had a jumbo crash into the World Trade Center. Oh, okay. He did. Okay. He did uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, let's get on to Darth Vader versus X-Files. Mr. Pirago, is it a clean sweep? No, it's not a clean sweep, and I'll be quick with this. Um, <clears throat> The the thing with the whole 
with, with Puck being cast, um, it didn't just ruin the real world. I feel like it ruined, and, and maybe reality TV would have gone down this path without the help of the real world. Uh, but there was nothing really as far as reality TV on television at the time. Um, and the real world got very popular and it was probably a victim of its, its own popularity. Um, but you really can't say that there's ever been any since that moment, there hasn't really been any pure reality TV, uh, since then, um, everything's cast, you know, once you're in front of a camera, you're an actor, um, whether or not you're you know, you're in SAG or how you're getting paid, you're an actor and everything is, everything is contrived. And the second they got some tattooed booger flicking, I eat my cereal with my fingers, like, which is completely contrived. Nobody does that. Nobody is that big of a dick in real life. Um, once they did that, then they sent reality TV down a horrible path, um, that it may have gone on anyway, but, that's that's definitely the point where it diverged um and to me it's it's pretty memorable so i'm voting for that but yeah the real the the x-files deserves to move on but i just wanted to make that point rock oh and you're forgetting cops the longest running reality tv show and that one doesn't have any performers at all (laughs) is that still on is that still going yes it is it's still on the air uh, we've got Darth Vader being Luke's father versus the X-Files movie. Shauna, which one is the best, worst, whatever, jump the shark moment? The best, worst, jump the shark. Yeah, since I had already started this argument, I have now forgotten everything that I was going to say. Um, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. What? I just repeated that because I felt like it. Um, okay. Yeah, I think out of all of these, uh, after um, some of them didn't move on, I think these are these are two. I think it's kind of two two fandoms, two mythologies. You know, at which point did um, did this particular moment lead you know the mythology down? I think with the Darth Vader one, um, yes, it, it it did change uh, a point um, of the storyline. But I think with the X Files movie in particular, it it didn't it changed it for for the worst when the if, where the fandom is concerned so um i am going to vote for exiles for that reason because i feel like luke i am your father wouldn't brought it to you know the classicness of what it is whereas with the x-files one it did more harm than good a vote for x-files jvv damon I am your father. No, you're not. You're like 10 years younger than me. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Seriously, it's it's not possible. It's biologically not possible. <laughs> Midichlorians, baby. Okay. So you were voting for Vader. Mike? You know, Josh almost swayed me there. Uh, Midichlorians. Um, but your father i will vote for x files because uh in terms of jumping the shark you can argue both ways about whether or not uh 
something is is good or bad but you can't argue with something that has kind of survived and thrived and grown and something that hasn't so empire jumping the shark may have set the stage for return of the jedi and the the prequels but the Re- return of the jedi and the prequels have been keeping star wars alive and uh, x-files just sort of continued to wither and die and then they tried with the movie and then it was like oh shit this is even worse than the tv show uh Star Wars is alive and well. X-Files isn't. So one of those two things is clearly a more fatal blow. So I'll have to vote for the X-Files. Mr. Pedigo. Uh Is it is it two to one Star Wars? It's two to one X-Files. Oh, it's two to one. Oh, so Mike got X-Files? Mm-hmm. He voted for X-Files. Uh, you know... I'll give you a different perspective on Luke, I'm your father being a jump the shark moment. So in that instance, Vader, or I mean, he didn't just figure it out, but he's known that, that Luke is his son. Well, tell me, how did he not know when he was standing in front of princess Leia on the rebel ship on the death star, asking her questions? Did he not know that that was his daughter? I mean, really what's, what's the, she had just as many metachlorines as he did. They were twins. Her metachlorines were hiding her. Yeah, yeah, but he has the highest metachlorine, so that should have canceled it out. His metachlorines fill in the gaps. He should have known. That's a jump-the-shark moment. Um, but for me, it's not strong enough. Uh, the X-Files was coming to an end, and it would have ended eventually. Um, but the way it ended was kind of jump the sharky uh, because it, it, it gave you what you wanted, but it felt horrible in giving it to you. You know, you wanted to, you wanted the proof, you wanted to see the spaceship, you wanted it all out there and uh, they did it. And it just, it didn't feel right. Uh, the show would have been better served to end with a very kind of, vague ending you know that that kind of made you have to think about something and it you know it, it kind of leaves you with it kind of it leaves unresolved but the movie doesn't leave you with any questions it just it gives it all to you and it, it ruins it it jumps the shark and it absolutely ruins it for you um and it kind of actually you know it kind of ruins the x-files when you try to go back and watch i mean you can appreciate the episodes the standalone episodes but as far as knowing the mythology and knowing what happens, it definitely, it takes, it takes away from it. Um, and it definitely ruined my, my teenage and my college years. Uh, so it is the X-Files. A vote for the X-Files. I was just messing with you people. I'm chewing on uh, Mike and Ike's. Um, I would vote and try and sway people, but I want this show to be over so I can play some more Star Wars. So... <laughs> The X-Files is the winner of best uh, X-Files movie. It's the winner of best shark moment. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. If you're still listening, probably not. Um, anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Your microphone is so ungodly loud, and I want you to mute. Uh, Josh, Mr. Van Valkenburg. Russlin was not me. Um, things I would like to plug... Um, Night Stalker, the complete series for eight bucks on Amazon. 
wasn't a great show, but for eight bucks, it's all right. Um, I had something that was actually kind of good to plug, but I don't remember. So, like they say, fuck it. All right. So, uh, fuck it. Uh, Shauna, anything from you? No, I don't have anything clever this time. I'm looking forward to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s premiere tomorrow, um, which hopefully I will be able to watch since um, we've arranged to have uh, DVR installed in our home, which will be awesome. Um, uh, we, I kind of enjoyed the Sleepy Hollow premiere last week. And that's all I could think of because I'm pretty sure Sleepy Hollow is on right now and I'm missing it. Drugs, so. man. So Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Mr. Perigo, anything from you? Uh, you're, you're either... Wrong, Josh. You're muted, Josh. Um, I just watched the, um, the Sleepy Hollow before we got on the podcast here. It wasn't very good. I didn't like it. But anyway, um, <laughs> get on YouTube and watch Yivis, uh, the Fox video. Um, it's a couple of guys from, I think it's Sweden. They're like a little sketch troupe or whatever. And they did a, a song and a video called The Fox. And it's pretty funny. And it actually makes you think how sad it is that there are people out there who consider themselves musicians when these guys just made a, a, a quick little video and a song that is a fucking riot. And it is very catchy. So check it out. It's called The Fox. The Fox. Uh, special thanks to the people who do stuff for us on the show. You know who you are. You know you're not listening. So go fuck yourselves. Chris Mitchell, Christy Woke, uh, Alan, Karen, Mr. Jared Formby making badass intros. Fuck all of yourselves. Mike? Yeah, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to us for doing this 170 sometimes. This is what, 73? Yeah. There's only yeah. two more. Yep. 173 times. Uh, with not missing a week, either of us for over three years. Uh, yeah, uh, and even for making the completely random decision to end the show on a comic book number like 175. We, we both said there's no way in hell we can make it to 200, and we've pretty much already gotten to, to 150. So, uh, yeah, for being nerdy enough to not just quit when we're done, but to have to end on a number that is that is appropriate to comic book numbering, uh, I want to give a shout-out to us. And until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. We can geek. Life after Shrek. We're done. Why does nobody cue, like, the cricket sound so that every time... Ju- JVB says something silly and there's like absolute silence after it. Nobody plays the cricket song. Because it's fun to have absolute silence when there's absolute <laughs> silence? I think a better sound would be this one. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought for sure you were going to come with the horn again. I know, I did too. That's a good sound.
Uh, Mr. Perigo wants to hear your thoughts on uh, Superman as in Man of Steel. He's he's wanted to hear them for a while. <laughs> oh, is this my uh, into steelness? Into steelness. <laughs> uh, Man I, of Steel rule. I uh, I have a I, I am one of the people who has a really big problem with Superman killing. Uh, but I still really, really enjoyed that movie. So that's, I mean, yes, I, I, I wish that was not the way it ended, but I still enjoyed the whole rest of the movie. And there are a lot of things I didn't like about it. Just like with into star Trek, there's a, or into star Trek into darkness. There's some things in there that I, I don't particularly dig. I can, I can say the exact same thing about, you know, Superman, the movie, which I love, but uh, we could tear apart logic holes and shit like that superman 2 where they just fall into the pit and die and never touch base on it ever again uh they drowned in the arctic is that what happens uh they uh they do survive but uh um, how like what happens to them Uh, no they just kind of fell down and then they get arrested by the the, uh, arctic police later with lex Luthor. well i know Luthor does but i don't i don't remember them ever showing zod or his people ever again in the, uh, I mean, this is at least what I've read. I have not tried it myself because I was not looking. Um, but in the uh, director's cut of Superman, the Donner 2, cut or the director's? E- well, either either the Donner cut or one of the other ones that's out there that's kind of like the fake, the bootleg Donner cut that has pieces from different videotapes from all over the world. Because it was it was shown on TV at one time, and in the background you see Arctic police with little uh snow uh whatever uh carting off the three criminals just in the background shot i'm, I'm surprised uh superman being the great american hero that he is would let the uh, canadians come in and do stuff like that well it's the arctic police the arctic is can canada mostly no i think this part is international waters are, are you sure it's not oh it could be russian too oh no if it's international waters they're gonna get sent to the fucking hague they're gonna get tried in front of like seven generals from all over the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's gonna... true they, they're not gonna get stuck in the phantom zone they're gonna be executed by the government <laughs> <laughs> time to die motherfuckers Kneel that's a very good me. point nah. that that is the next yeah well luther they just stuck in a very low secure jail after that even though he sold out the human race twice you don't you don't actually the first time it wasn't the human race it was just the people of california let's be real he only leveled one state or tried to level one state who's going to create a tsunami that wiped out everybody on the other side of the ocean no they didn't really have tsunamis in 1978 okay so that's a recent invention anyway why don't we uh Start talking about jumping sharks and shit so we can get this this goddamn episode over with. We've only got two more to do, and then we are free, so that, Mike. Oh, but that is that is that is my take on, on Man of Steel. I'm very much looking forward to getting it on Blu-ray because I, I actually saw it three times. I wanted to see it more. It just left. I mean, it was playing, but it was playing at times where I couldn't go. Uh, 3D wasn't that good. Still, Star Trek's the best 3D uh, of the summer.
The Milkman, the Paperboy, Evening TV. Mm-hmm. As days go 